Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? Do I have any freaking game? Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Football Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live with some other sports sprinkled in. Clip Brock here with you on this cool Friday in Greenville, North Carolina. Good hoodie day uh, for yours uh, and uh, yours truly. Wes Hines is here, so that is always a big deal. Chandler Honeycutt as well, the big dog Glenn Griffin in the Pirate Radio studios. And we've got a lot of guests to get to today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And you can be a part of the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. What's on your mind on this Friday? Let us know. Be a part of the chat and a part of the show and make sure you have your dialing finger ready for hour number three as we will open up the pirate radio treasure chest once again that's coming up later on on this friday show a lot of guests to get to including brian north coming up in about 30 minutes or so to get you ready for your sports weekend tony dunn of the c3 podcast carolinacatchronicles.com will join us at four o'clock we will have our panthers talk as we always do we'll talk about a former panther baker mayfield quite a bit i uh, won't do that in just a moment but uh after what he did last night but we'll have our week 14 nfl picks uh some good division games going on this weekend playoffs start this weekend for a lot of teams uh and i would say uh, including the carolina panthers just about win or go home time for carolina when they take on seattle we'll talk about that touchdown tony collins will join us at five o'clock our first chat with tony since the bowl opponent and the bowl destination came out so we'll get tony's take on the birmingham bowl morgan aylers will join us in the five o'clock hour as will mark greenheld from the golf shop radio show tiger woods will be playing some golf this weekend so that's got a little chatter a little buzz going in the golf world we'll talk to greeny coming up at uh, around 5.40 on today's show. So all that treasure chest and your comments on today's show. All right, uh, Wes, how we doing? Doing great, sir. Hope you are. I am. Good to see you. Always puts a smile on my face when you're here, Wes. Well, I try to. Anyway. Yeah. You're a smile <laughs> producer. Uh, Chandler, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you, Clipper? Good, good, good. Good. Awesome. Happy yeah. Friday. Hey, HF to you, too okay <laughs> we're all dressing uh nice and warm and cozy today yes because it is chilly outside no question that it is i still went shorts today no you didn't still not ready to fully go wow. pants yet mm-hmm. well the other day you did go shorts and short sleeves at least you got some you know some sort of comfortable warm clothes on with that awesome pirate vibes only sweatshirt this is my favorite hoodie of all time i, I like the look of it but the feel of it mm-hmm. it is like uh i'm just walking around being hugged all day because <laughs> <laughs> i'm wearing a hug <laughs> feels so good all right um man I, I know it's it's pirate radio we do have some mike schwartz audio to get to we'll do that there's not a lot of like news on the bowl front or anything so i i want to start with baker mayfield 
Why not? As Chandler Honeycutt would say. What, what, what about a story? What about a story? What about a story this was? <laughs> I don't recall this happening. A guy being released. So what's the timeline, Chandler? He's released on Monday. Yes. Monday he, we come into work and I believe, I didn't even know that this was happening. I believe you're the one that told me, said, uh, have you heard of the Panthers news? And then I was like, what are you talking about? And you were like, so the Panthers are going to release Baker Mayfield? I was like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And next thing I know, Panthers plan to release Baker Mayfield, which they did. Then the other day, you broke the news to me of the team that he was uh, being added to. So that other day was, that happened Monday, I think Tuesday afternoon, it was announced that he was picked up on waivers by the Rams. Yes. Wednesday, I guess he had his first practice with the team. And then Thursday, he's playing in a football game against the team that is schizophrenic, but playing pretty well and has their sights set on the playoffs and their road favorites, pretty big road favorites. Raiders are like a touchdown favorite against the Rams. And it was a pretty, you know, foregone conclusion that they were just going to win the game. Rams were going to struggle. We did. I mean, we were kind of surprised Baker even played. I think John Walford started, handed the ball off a few times, and then Baker Mayfield came in. Well, that's what it looked like at the beginning of the game because they only had three points. It was a lot similar to that football game that we watched Monday night. It was a lot of nothing for three and a half quarters for uh, for the Rams, just like it was for the Bucks. So then the Ram, uh, the the Raiders kind of fart around and let the rams stay in the game rams get a uh, a touchdown but the raiders still have the ball and and it's late they give it back to the rams one more time and baker mayfield and company go on a drive i think it was like a 90 yard drive eight yards 98 yards 98 yards eight plays oh that's right there is a video of the um the raiders like dancing on special teams when they down the ball at the two yard line uh there was a couple of penalties on that drive that helped the rams keep it going and kind of get some decent field position and then baker just made a couple of great throws and it was shocking to see that and even baker mayfield after the game so for the game he goes 25 of 30 uh 22 of 35 230 uh yards but after the game he's up there with the thursday night crew how do you like the, do you watch the prime games uh, isn't it richard sherman and uh, sherm fitz ryan, ryan fitzpatrick Andrew uh, whitworth. whitworth and is that aaron andrews i'm not there? a huge uh not a big tony gonzalez fan like great player but he's kind of very boring on tv to me <laughs> uh no it is not uh aaron andrews it is thompson chris what's Car- her name carissa thompson carissa thompson i believe is her name <laughs> um so they're up there and and they're like what happened and baker's like i don't know what did just happen he was confused it was it felt like a movie like a corny movie like a a non-realistic movie uh but baker james in the movie kevin james is uh sean mcveigh okay in the movie i'm watching it adam sandler is baker mayfield (laughs) um it was incredible like it was we always use these words in sports that if you say something's unbelievable like every game then kind of loses its luster but that was unbelievable that was unbelievable that, that, <laughs> look it I was got unacceptable i couldn't accept it chandler it, i mean actually 
it was acceptable because <laughs> it was amazing what happened last night in L.A. Um, Baker Mayfield looked as comfortable as a quarterback and looked as confident as a quarterback if I as, as I've seen him all year long because as a Carolina Panther, it seemed like he didn't even know the playbook even though because he came in late. He came in in the midst to the late uh, – what do you got, Wes? Now, are you sure that, that, that he didn't know the playbook? Because I've been reading uh, all day that he had to learn the playbook in three days. Oh, he, he, he there's no way that he knew it completely. Um, what I found amazing was that two-minute drill, and he's giving out signals. How does he even know the signals? I know. I, it was I, it was shocking to me. Um, he does have a mastermind of a coach in Sean McVay when it comes to offense and maybe the way he presented his offense to Baker Mayfield. Maybe Baker was able to comprehend that a lot quicker than he has in the past because, as I was saying earlier, he got to – Panthers training camp. Panthers training camp had already been in, I want to say, three weeks of training camp, and then here comes Baker Mayfield. You feel like he's in a rush, um, and as he was our quarterback going through the year, um, he looked very uncomfortable, looked like he didn't know what was going on. Obviously, he was terrible with us in Carolina and his short stint with Carolina, but last night, it just seemed like that he had complete control of that offense, which he did. If you're able to take an offense on a two-minute drill – and go eight plays and 98 yards and score a game-winning touchdown, you're doing something right. You know something in that offense, and that's exactly what Baker Mayfield did last night. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. If the Panthers had Sean McVay as their head coach, would they uh, have more (laughs) wins this year? I would believe so. (laughs) That is believable. I would believe so. Uh, Yeah, it uh, it was remarkable last night, just what he did down the stretch, knowing what to do. He's not throwing to Cooper Cup either. Or Robert Woods or Beckham. Or I know he's throwing to a lot of unknowns. Uh, Cam Akers made uh, some some big plays for him. Well, at the beginning of the game, Baker looked great because he was completing passes. He was getting first downs. And then Cam Akers fumbles the football. So he's not able to complete that first drive as a Ram. And then he's able to get that second chance later in the game. And, man, did he take – take advantage of that baker mayfield is the second player taken first overall in the common draft era to play for three teams in his first five seasons how about this chandler how many head coaches has baker mayfield played for now oh my gosh so you got (laughs) i guess you can count matt rule you have steve wilkes you've got stavansky in in cleveland um i'm assuming did he have more than one in cleveland that's what i'm trying to think was there a head coach in cleveland well he had to because this number is outrageous um He's got five. I'm going to say six. According to Randy Muller, who I screenshotted this tweet from to use at Sports Trivia at AJ, seven. Wow. Seven head coaches. Wow. <laughs> so it's, uh, and, and I mean, we can like put all the talk to Pastor about, well, you, you got a, uh, he's got to have a full off season and he's got to, he's got to get to know his teammates. No, you don't. You can just show up one day before the game. And lead a 98-yard drive. Well, it's simple. It's easy. On the sideline last night, he's interacting and you know going up to players. And you would think that he was there all year. I mean, and then after the game, Sean McVay gives him a game ball. He's fired up. Everybody's surrounding him. Everybody's you know pumping his chest, and he gives a post-game speech and breaks things down. And I mean, Baker Mayfield is the new sheriff in LA. I mean, just like that. And the matter of 
and I would say a week, but it wasn't even a week. He was a Panther this time last week. Right. And I, I now like, he's taking control of the Rams. I, I like to do the, uh, like, just think if you were in a coma scenario a lot in sports. Oh, I, and usually yeah. those span, like, weeks or months or years or decades but just think if you were if you were just sick like on uh you got sick on sunday and you've been in bed all week and hadn't really turned on the tv talked to anybody and you finally are snapping out of it and you feel good enough to turn on some football last night and you see baker mayfield playing for the rams and winning a game like it just all happened so quickly that he goes from carolina and they did didn't they say chandler that it sounds kind of corny at the time, but there's like video of him watch it, like really dialed in on the sidelines of a Panthers game, even though he's not playing. Uh, that Thursday was, night game is an example. Yeah. Where he was on the sidelines, still kind of engaged. Yeah. Headbutting people with his helmet right, off, yeah. which he did last night. Yeah. Um, his signature move. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that he's trying to be, especially when he was in Carolina, be that guy that, you know, be a good teammate no matter if you're the starter or not but now he's finally got a chance to you know do something with so little so little days and man he took it he took full advantage of it and got the rams a win gets them the four and eight which i mean rams having a tough year this year but they were fired up last night after that win and now i don't i, I don't want to leave this conversation without talking about the raiders oh uh, hold on before we get there <laughs> that's a good point uh, i do want to read this uh, from jay on facebook he says it's crazy that last year the rams pick up odell beckham jr <laughs> who was underutilized by baker plug him in to be a contributor and help win a super bowl which leads you to believe that the problem was baker and not beckham now the rams pick up baker and baker proves himself to be a competent quarterback kind of goes full circle there adam says does uh did mayfield's helmet look two sizes too small maybe they didn't have a helmet ready for him that 17 jersey looked weird on him very weird because he's wore six throughout his whole college career or his whole football career so yeah 17 did look weird i didn't notice the helmet though um i I tell you one thing about baker mayfield especially when he was in carolina it looked like his pads were too big especially when he was in carolina it looked like I was like, how did how can he throw with those his shoulder pads that big? But I don't know. Johnny says it was one of the best finishes I've ever seen on Baby Friday Night Football. Johnny, <laughs> we're not doing that. <laughs> don't, Johnny. No, uh, <laughs> you were not here yesterday, Wes. But <laughs> but uh, Troy brought up the idea. Now he says that yeah. other people yeah. have brought this up yeah. and has made this idea. But he, he said, he brought up a question. He propo- proposed the question, what if we started naming Thursday Baby Friday? Nah. What are your thoughts? No, no way. No. Thursday's a Thursday. <laughs> I'm with you, Wes. And Jay also says on Facebook, he says that he had three head coaches in Cleveland. Man. So I don't, even, I don't even know where to begin who all that was. But now, I do want to say this. I, I have a, a, a guy that I know that is a Raiders fan. Right. And... Uh, I think he does a lot of copying and pasting into our group chat, and I believe this is a tweet, but it says, for those keeping score at home, McDaniels has now lost four games this season after having a lead of 13-plus points. Four. Four. That's gross. You know what's even grosser? He has lost to Jeff Saturday, like four days after he got hired off his couch to be a coach, Uh and lost to Baker Mayfield, 
who joined the team 40 hours before they played. That is crazy. I mean, that <laughs> that is two situations there where you have the advantage when it comes to, one, a head coach who's on a short leash um, preparing for a game, lost. Mm-hmm. At home. At home. And then you go on the road, you got a team that's got a quarterback situation, half their team's out. Okay, oh, they got Baker Mayfield. He might play. All right, whatever. He only got here just a couple of days ago. No big deal. Lost on the road against a quarterback that was in that uniform for the first time and was signed just about a day or two uh, a day or two ago. Was Josh McDaniels one and done in Denver? I need to no because I think he made uh, the move to bring in Tebow. Maybe he was there more than one year. Let's see. Josh McDaniels as a head coach was there two years, eight and eight, three and nine. I guess he'll make it to year. He'll he'll make it to year two uh, in Vegas. But now, what team did he turn down? He accepted the job and then did, and then ended up going back to New England. Was it the Colts? Yep. Before they hired Reich, who they have since fired, and then hired Jeff Saturday, who beat McDaniels. Who beat him? Ah, it's all a twisted web in the NFL. Uh, Michael Winstead said Baker Mayfield is walking around with a horseshoe in his pocket. Well, that horseshoe had been horse, you know what, uh, the last few years. And I guess it formed itself into a horseshoe, at least for one night. I mean, who knows? Maybe, uh, Maybe a Baker Mayfield redemption story in L.A. Well, if there is a story... It started last night. And what about it? What about a story? All right. So that's uh, Thursday night football. Oh, by the way, the coach is at Cleveland. Thank you, Jay. He's all over this. Hugh Jackson, Freddie Kitchens. Forgot about him. And Kevin Stefanski. And also Greg Williams. Oh, bounty hunter. The head hunter, the bounty hunter. Greg with three G's in his first name, Williams, as the interim. So there you go. Good info from our uh, our listeners and viewers, as always. Thank you, Jay. All right, so there is that from Thursday Night Football on Prime. Uh, anything else going on? Quick look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. So Brazil scored an extra time in like the 110th minute or whatever, and I stopped paying attention to it and then looked uh, 30, 45 minutes later and saw that they lost – on penalty kicks to Croatia. So Brazil is out of the World Cup. Uh, they lose earlier today. Right now, Messi and Argentina have a one nothing lead over Netherlands. Wes, how much World Cup have you been watching? Zero. <laughs> Zero. You didn't even watch the USA play? No, I did not. Now, my, now my, um, my nieces and nephews, yes, they watch it, but not me. Yeah. Nope. It's an acquired taste. That's right. Not for everybody. I'm right there with you. Hey, I saw I saw a uh, Facebook post earlier today where there's this one kid. He was sitting there with a uh, with a stool in his uh, in his hand, and he was gonna um, gonna hit the TV if um, they uh, they didn't win on the uh, the uh, penalty kick. I'm oh like, my gosh! Golly, man! Mm. Uh, and you know what you know what the post says? What does it say? The, uh, the most destructive fan there is. Mm. <laughs> yeah, people are crazy about their sports. I don't think I've... I'm sure I've damaged something over the years, but I don't recall. 
I've definitely thrown things. I don't yeah. know if I've ever damaged anything. I definitely don't throw things at the television. Oh my. I'm sorry. I might have done a I am, I am a I am a throw throw at your TV guy. Oh, Wes. No, Wes is not. a throw at the TV guy? Oh. Yes, I am. <laughs> Did not know Wes was a throw at the TV guy. Yeah. On what? You don't even what like you, sports. I, I watch... Uh, Wrestling? <laughs> yeah, of course that. But, uh, I mean, I, I watch YouTube. I got, I'm, I got YouTube premium. So, I, I watch everything you can think of on YouTube. Right. But and what it, makes you angry enough to throw something at a... Because I'm sitting there looking at something and I know how it's supposed to end, but it doesn't end the way I think it should. And I'm, I'm like, I'm about to throw this on. <laughs> like, like, wait a minute. So you're, give me an example. Getting, like a movie, a TV at show? A, at a show? No, it's just a, um, like a. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or a sporting all right, event. All right, all right, let's just say. All right, this is a. Um, a <laughs> A, hosp- a hospital um, presentation, okay? Now, they're, 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 <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> okay, um, I, I sit there and watch um, what, what these uh, hospitals say. Um, this is what you expect uh, when you come to our hospital and things of that sort. And you say, um, all right, this is the way it's supposed to uh, end up. And then... <laughs> what in the world? Wes, you're going to have to So it's like an instructional so. video? Yes. Or- yes. And you get mad at it? I you do. get mad and throw the <laughs> you throw things at the TV? Yes. I do. <laughs> Luckily I missed the TV because my aim's so bad. And now how big's your TV? Uh it is a uh It's a big boy. About forty two inch. Man, oh. you should be missing the TV. Sorry. No, you should. You don't don't mess up your TV, especially on those on the uh, hospital. I, 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 oh, and I was uh, and I told my wife the other day. I said I was about to throw my throw my phone into the TV that day because I'm like um, the one I want to like the one I want to see has not showed up yet, and I'm like they don't I, care. I, I don't understand. I need to know what the I know. Hospital, I want to see this video. Yeah. All right. What's the link? <laughs> Drop a Will link. Will I get a virus on my laptop if I look it up? <laughs> no. You're fine. Just Throwing do, things I mean, the TV. Just, just, do, just do searches for surgery. What to expect. Man. Uh, let's see. Chris chiming in says, please have Wes on more often. <laughs> So you're, are you watching surgeries? Or are you watching doctors talk about how they prep for a surgery? Or like, yeah, because I, I, I why are you so I, impassioned about it? Though? You are right, very because, passionate about it. Right, because I am. Um, You've I, had a lot of surgeries. I've had a lot of surgeries. Yeah, and I'm got to have at least two more. Oh gosh, Wes, so, when's so it going to so end? I'm, so I'm looking at um at how this stuff is supposed to play out. Right, but um, some of these people are, are like um, you can't do it that way. I'm like. Come on, I don't have time to wait. I gotta, um, I gotta get this thing done. <laughs> and that, get her done. And get her done, and you're you're fed up. Okay. Yes, I, I, I understand it more now. Okay, I, I don't. <laughs> but uh, I mean, my wife is so tired of me watching this stuff. That's for sure. Well, is she's it probably be- tired of you throwing things at the TV because of it. And like real, so are you like you nervous about it? I guess or no, I'm just um. I just um, doing all the research. I'll get yeah, on all the information yeah, you can. Right. I mean, the way I, way it is when I first when I first get home, I turn on YouTube, and the first thing I do is look is watch um, the my two guys for for uh, for cruising, and then I uh, now what's that the uh, one's uh, Don's family um, family um, travels. They and, like and, what and, review uh, and yeah, cruises and La Lita Loca. 
they're, 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 the only, they're the two that I watch. La Lida Loca. La Loca. La Lida Loca. La Lida Loca. You know what? What's Lida mean? Uh, I can't tell you. Well, if you ever go on a cruise ship, Lido is, is your food uh, and uh, where all the pools are at. Oh, oh like the, the Lido deck or yes. whatever? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it like L-E-D-O? L-I-D-O. L-I-D-O. Lido. Okay. All right. I have seen that yep. before. On the Lido deck. That's right. I've heard that. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So that's the first thing you do. Now, then what do you do? Then I go in there and I start, um, start watching um, anesthesia. <laughs> Uh, the natural yeah naturally uh, yeah. Yes, yes. but the thing is is i am uh, i i hate to say this but I, <laughs> I i like seeing how it works with propofol what does that mean you don't know what propofol is no nope. that's what killed michael jackson i was just about to ask <laughs> isn't, well, that, isn't that what killed i'm not gonna say yeah. he he yeah don't laugh don't laugh at that yeah he, he. i'm not but i'm but have you ever had it yes I've had it every time I've had a surgery. Okay. And I actually woke up um, um, twice um, in the middle. So they in the middle sure. of the surgery, you woke up. I did. That's a nightmare. I did. Uh, and and, and, yeah, after, yeah. and after the first surgery that I woke what up, what a thriller! The um, the doctor said, "Let us know if you wake up again." And I did. So they um, they put they me back out. out. They punched you right across the jaw. <laughs> knocked you out. No, they had they had medicine there in the syringe in the uh, in the uh, the chalk and just hit it god that is uh that, that would freak me out yeah big time mm-hmm. that's scary to think about yeah. all right so living la vida loca anesthesia anesthesia what's next on the docket i can't wait to hear this <laughs> i mean um I, I i'm i'm doing a search for um hip replacement uh that's my that's my problem. I'm getting I'm I'm getting ready to have a total hip replacement. Man, on both legs. And you want to know what these doctors are going to do to you? Yes. See, I wouldn't want to do. I wouldn't want to know what was going to be going on as I'm asleep. I would just let. The West is but, such a veteran in this surgery but, game. But here's the thing. You're a surgical The, the vet. reason that I wanted I, I keep looking at this is because I don't want to be awake for this thing, and these people are being uh, are being. Um, Given um, shots in their back for uh, to um, to numb them from the um, from the waist down, so they don't feel anything. I don't want to be awake. Sure. So give put me, me out. Yeah, give me general anesthesia. Don't just give me the other. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't laughing at us. I was laughing at all the replies coming in. Oh, I know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Winstead says Wes gets home and says. Honey, where's my tossing material at? <laughs> Time to watch YouTube. Give me stuff to throw. I guess she, she ought to start uh, giving me uh, toilet paper. Yeah, like uh, maybe a Nerf, some Nerf balls. Yeah. That you can get a good throw in, but it won't affect anything. Wes is at home. When did they start the incision process? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Wes, that's... uh it's been 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you just fast just forward getting out the scab or click on a new video it's not live you can just leave the video well sometimes i do yeah when they get me really uh, fired <laughs> up i do oh man good stuff wes yeah. is here the entire show so more of that coming up yes, if you have, hey how about this if you uh have any questions for wes <laughs> feel free to chime in yes, on ask- twitter facebook and youtube 
we'll do a ask west segment yes. <laughs> also Wes, uh we are you know troy did the treasure chest for years and years he mm-hmm. loves to get to know our winners mm-hmm. so we've all been asking at least one you can ask more than one but get a question ready for our winner in the five o'clock hour okay any about anything okay personal life uh likes dislikes mm-hmm. you what they uh what would they throw at a tv <laughs> if they got angry anything like that oh boy all right let's uh take a break we'll come back brian north will join us on the pit electric live line we'll get you ready for your sports weekend here on pirate radio live as we play the christmas hits 92.7 fm Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities rent a canoe or kayak and get on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more inf- information, please visit ncstateparks.gov today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Flip Rock. All right. Thank you, Chan Man. Wes Hines here on a Friday. We'll have our Flight by Yingling ECU practice report and uh, talk a little hoops uh, coming up a little later on this hour here from Mike Schwartz as the Pirates get ready for Coppin State this Saturday coming off a loss to uncw we'll talk about that and a lot more right now with brian north who joins us on the pit electric live line north how you doing man uh north hey there you are how you doing man i'm doing good i got great news just a few minutes ago wes hines is still alive i had no idea so i'm very happy yeah i'm live brian north uh had wes in the death pool like 2008 so you (laughs) You really missed that one, North. Uh, well, story of my life, right? It, I, I, it, it, if you missed segment one, Wes did say he's got two more surgeries coming up, right, Wes? Is it two? Yes, sir, two. Double hip? Yes. Whoa. <laughs> so he's got that, and mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. man. No, no more. That'll make for some great flying adventures for Wes, trying to get through the metal detectors. That's going to be awesome. Right. <laughs> you're right. You're, ta- you're, you're talking my, down my alley. <laughs> already uh, know it uh north uh let's start with uh i don't know what do you want to start with what do you got going on this weekend well we got state championships championships yeah those are, those are going on and uh, of course we're carrying them on our sister stations of course not our main stations which would be the easy thing to do but our eydo 14.4 82 on direct tv 150 on sudden link and blah 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 so, or you can just stream it on our website, WCTI12.com. But you got undefeated Newburgh tonight, taking on undefeated Grimsley, a couple of high-profile defensive linemen in that game. Grimsley's got a guy going to Georgia, and Newburn has KJ Sampson going to uh, Florida State. Then tomorrow you got East Duplin trying to win its first-ever state title, taking on the team or the school that's won more state titles than anybody. 
Is that part of your trivia? Do you know that one? Hmm. Hmm. I do not. Reedsville Rams have 22 state titles in North Carolina history, the most by any school. Wow. Number 23. Boy, I would have thought Grimsley, just because for a school that's that far away that I have no ties to, I feel like I've heard a ton about it. I think I did a Grimsley game years ago uh, in a state championship. I can't remember who they played, uh, but uh, they seem to always be there. Yeah, they're right around there. They won it in 2020, the last year that they had the split classification. So now it's weird not having a Charlotte team or a Raleigh team in the 4A state championship, but a little old New Bern and uh, Grimsley out of Greensboro, both undefeated. So that's going on tonight. Then tomorrow you've got East Duplin uh, and Reedsville at 11 a.m. Then Tarboro looking for not only the three-peat, but their fifth title in six years and their ninth overall. They are taking on the Mount Airy fighting Andy Griffith, or they, I guess they call them the Granite Bears. I like to call them the Andy Griffiths. And then we've got Northern Nash, who uh, has um, uh, some ties as well in the Rocky Mountain area. They are uh, in the 3A state championship game at 7 o'clock. Awesome stuff. Uh, Brian North joining us. Good luck to the East. Uh, we'll pull for the East this weekend. And, uh, man, how about those Bears? They have been on uh, quite a turnaround these last few years, Brian. And uh, that, that, an old power has turned back into a power. We'll see if they can finish it off. Yeah, with, with an old-school running attack, right? They're running that option that nobody runs at that level of football. So, uh, And then they got that really good defense that's only, only allowing 10 points a game. Both these teams going into they're averaging 44 and a half, 45 points a game. So there could be points, or the defenses can win you championships. And, and Newburn's defense statistically a little bit better than Grimsley, so we'll see if that makes a difference. Brian North joining us. North, uh, what are your thoughts on the Birmingham Bowl? East Carolina taking on Coastal Carolina. So I went there the first time they played, and I haven't been back since. What that would have been the what Papa John's? Six? Yeah, Papa John's. With two thousand six, Eric Graham was a senior. It was Skip Holtz. Yeah, when he had resurrected the, the the John Thompson debacle, and that was their first bowl game. And so, uh, yeah. When, well, at least there's a new stadium now. I, I guess that's like some silver lining. I that was the only selling point for me was Legion Stadium with all the. <laughs> I enjoyed that part of it. So. Uh, you know, the only other thing about Birmingham was they had the Vulcan statue, which was part of like the 1903 World's Fair that sits up on top of the hill. Outside of that, I, I'm good. I, I let somebody else go to the, the last one, and I'm, I'm letting Brett go to this one. I was going to say, is Brett Kennedy uh, getting this assignment? So, all right, well, that'll be an experience for him, I guess. He's, how about the opponent uh, with Coastal? Isn't that interesting? I always find it crazy that you have a team you've never played before that's three hours down the road, four hours down the road, and uh, now you got to go, what, 12 hours to go play them somewhere. Yep. So that's kind of weird. But, you know, I, it's a great I've, – I've been itching for these regional rivalries now that all these teams are up to Division One a You know, I want to see, see a conference with all of them, with right. the and App and Old Dominion and JMU and Marshall and the list goes on and on, uh, Charlotte. I want a conference with all of them. So this is a, a good start to the uh, – hopefully a burgeoning rivalry – by starting with a bowl game. Yeah, I would like to see that. I would like to see a home-and-home home with those guys. And, uh, yeah. yeah, Brian's ready for a full-fledged uh, full move to the Sun Belt or something yeah. combined with the American and Sun Belt. And, you know, if the money's right, I'm there with you. But, obviously, you know, financially, you can't just – you can't sacrifice that for regional rivalries, even though that makes more sense than playing North Texas on a Tuesday night. You would have to be thinking down the road, and I, and that's all I'm doing, and I'm not part of the finances that he's yeah. doing. Obviously, the American pays out more now, but I'm thinking down the road. I just think the Sun Belt is a conference on the rise, and I think eventually they're going to overtake some of these conferences. And I'd love to see, you know, because, look, the Sun Belt has some teams in Louisiana and Texas. Why don't we just pair the two conferences, split it down the middle, and the West go West and the East go East, and let's just 
call it a day and uh, do something that makes geographical sense for one. Wes, uh, can you hit find uh, 40 bowls in 14 days? 40 bowls wow. in 14 days. 14 Producer days, extraordinaire, 14 Wes Hines. 40 bowls in 14 days. Oh, my goodness. 40 bowls in 14 days. 14 days. 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days. 14 days. We get fired up for bowl season around these parts, and we are super fired up for the Boca Raton Bowl. East Carolina uh, had a chance to play in this bowl game. Instead, it'll be Liberty versus Toledo. Coastal's old, old coach headed to Liberty. Liberty's old coach, Hugh Freeze, heading to Auburn. Auburn. Uh, Liberty versus Toledo, 730, Tuesday, December 20th. Uh, in Boca Raton, Florida. So, North uh, Rockets and Flames. Who do you got? Well, you know, Liberty's got the, the the religious money behind them, and that seems to always work. Toledo is just Toledo, and I've liked what they've done. Uh, but i, I got to go with, uh, even though uh, Liberty's making the coaching change, who's the coastal coach that's taking over there? Uh, Chadwell. Jamie Chadwell. Yeah, yeah, okay. Who, do you know... Uh, the history he has a history with Mike Houston. Apparently, they have like a a little rivalry. Oh. Do you know anything about that? No, no, no. Yeah. Um, I need to read more on this. I was really hoping that they would face off and I would really dive into this stuff. But yeah. now that they're not, that he's leaving, I haven't. But uh, there is some rivalry there. But anyway, yeah, he uh, right. leaving Coastal for Liberty and getting a nice uh, pay bounce with all that uh, religious money you talked about. Yeah, right. So, look, uh, Liberty's got it going on right now, and uh, nobody kind of questions them. They sit right there in Lynchburg, and they just kind of do what they're going to do. That's how Hugh Freeze was able to rehabilitate his reputation. And so uh, I just think they probably have a little more talent. And Toledo, look, Toledo's good, and they got some good things going on. But um, I'll just uh, I'll take the pedigree of, of Liberty over Toledo. If Toledo had it, uh, Isaiah Winstead in this game, I might take Toledo, but they don't. Who, do, who does Isaiah Winstead pick in the game? We will find out. Hopefully, uh, we'll talk to him Monday. I'm sure he's going to take his old teammates. He likes those guys. So. Does he still like them? Okay. I never asked <clears throat> why he left and what the deal was. Yeah, yeah. I think he's uh, he's talked about his uh, buddies he's still got on that team. So, um, Looking forward. We haven't talked to the players in a while. Hopefully, we can get them in here next week with the practice schedule. and. Uh, we always talk about this, Brian, the uh, the extra practices and everything that ECU is getting right now that uh, they were able to get last year. Didn't play in the game, of course, but yeah. we went, uh, what, six seasons, five, six seasons without these extra practices. So Mike Houston taking advantage of uh, of all these. Six times 15, right? So that's six. Uh, that's a lot of practice yeah. over that time and with different players. But it matters. It really matters for the younger guys and, and because that's who you're concentrating on. You just get the old guys, let their bodies rest up and and uh, get the young guys that extra practice before spring starts. And it's big. I, I've always said that's one of the biggest advantages for the, the haves in college football opposed to the have-nots. And so when you get into that category of not making bowl games, that's, uh, 
that can set you back a lot. Brian North joining us. It is a silly season in college football with all the coaching changes, everything. And here uh, at ECU, uh, you're going to have to bring in a new uh, or welcome in a new quarterback uh, starting, whether it's Mason Garcia or bringing in somebody from the portal. But you do have the coaching stability of Mike Houston. Just kind of looking around the ACC area, Brian, you've got Devin Leary transferring from NC State. Uh, Dave Doran will be back. Mac Brown will be back. Drake May will be back, but they do lose their offensive coordinator there at uh, North Carolina. Uh, Mike Elko was the coach of the year, I believe, in the ACC with what he did at Duke. And then Wake Forest will be bringing in or welcoming in a new QB uh, with Sam Hartman out, and uh, they'll try to keep things rolling there. So just kind of looking around. Every school, whether it's like head coach, quarterback, something is going to have some changes this day and age. Nothing stays completely stable. And that's that's the world we live in now, right? And that what I don't like about it, and I've said I'm all for it, right? I think everybody should have the freedom to, to go and play wherever they want, and I'm all about people trying to make money, and I have no problem with all that. But what you lose is the continuity of time. And so you don't get to know the players as much uh, when they're going in and out. But then again, I've always said, too, unless you're a super hardcore fan that knows the third-string quarterback or the third-string tight end, you're only going to know the stars anyways, and you're going to remember them for the seasons they're there. And if you can get them for multiple seasons, that's great. But that started in college basketball years ago where guys were jumping to the league and then I started transferring. So it's just hard to, to have that long-term love affair with players now because uh, they move in and out so quick. But in football, you know, as a fan, you're supposed to be loving the helmet and the uniform, not, and you don't hardly ever see the faces of the guys uh, underneath it. So – um, look, as long as your team wins, uh, I think that's what matters most. And it gives something uh, for, for people to complain about when it happens. But I think for the most part, uh, college football is still having great success and will continue to do so even with all of this turmoil that they're going through right now. Brian North joining us. North uh, switching gears to basketball. East Carolina back in action Sunday, 2 o'clock against Juan Dixon and the Coppin State Eagles coming to town. Uh, Pirates lost to UNCW. Man, uh, you, you talk about playing more regional games and things like that, Brian. We had Patrick Mason on from the Reflector said it was the best college basketball atmosphere he's uh, been at in a long time. And uh, you know, it, I, I hate the way the game went, but man, it is nice to play a team that actually cares and wants to beat East Carolina. You know, right? And I, I've been saying this. For, I don't know why they're not playing all the time because that was a great rivalry when they were in the same league and. Um, I guess there were some hurt feelings when some guys transferred or whatever, but it's just it's silly when you're trying to meet the bottom line financially. It's silly to not have that rivalry that gets more butts in the seats, and that's what's supposed to you know look for administrators. That's what matters is is uh, and I know coaches want to win and they're looking for win, but that's a winnable game for ECU every year, and it's also a losable game, but it's it's a game that also helps your paycheck if you're the head coach so i think you have always have to consider playing them and i don't know why they wouldn't especially with jimmy bass down at uncw yeah uh brian north joining us pit electric live line here on a friday north good stuff man uh what's your uh you got going on this weekend christmas lights are you like chevy chasing or what are you doing uh two-year-old birthday party today uh little miss taylor turns two today wow so we got that party tonight uh, for her birthday, I bought her a nice big utility shed. Nothing that is called right now. And Something every two-year-old needs. Yeah, well, yeah. I, mean, look, I tell her it's her dollhouse, right? <laughs> different, so. um, and then um, some oyster roast tomorrow, watching state championships. Just gotta, this is my first Friday in 17 weeks that I am not working some sort of weird double shift or coming off a Thursday double shift. So Awesome. Kind of. 
yeah, trying to enjoy uh, maybe getting to bed at a decent time tonight once Newburn finishes up the game. Good stuff. Well, uh, North, enjoy that Friday evening and your weekend. Thanks for joining us today here on the program, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, man. All right. I'll be humming 40 bowls in 14 days uh, all weekend long now. Thank you. There you go. Teach it to your uh, daughters. They'll enjoy it, and then they can sing it to you. It's better than I taught them the roof is on fire, and now I can't get them to stop singing that, and they're in like – they're, they're in daycare singing that. It's not good. It's like bad. the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire like that. Is that but, but we do want some water because we don't want it to burn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Brian North joining us on the program today. Let's take a break. We'll come back when we return our flight by Yingling ECU report. We'll hear what Mike Schwartz had to say earlier today. Pirates coming off a loss to UNCW. They'll get back at it on Sunday. We'll hear his comments. Wrap up hour number one when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. The Dickinson Avenue Public House is a lively and diverse restaurant in Greenville that uses fresh and local ingredients with influences of Creole, Asian, and upscale Southern cuisine. The Dickinson Avenue Public House offers a seasonal... Seasonally rotating menu and a full-service bar with rotating craft brews on tap. Come to the intersection of 8th and Dickinson and enjoy $1 oysters Tuesday through Thursday from 5.30 to 7. For more details, check out their website at daphousenc.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. A Netherlands free kick from just outside the box coming up here in the 92nd minute. It is Argentina 2, Netherlands 1 and drama in cutter and the kick is blocked headed by argentina and now uh, about seven minutes left to go for the netherlands to try to score the equalizer on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck awesome uh prize added to the treasure chest by the buck um mm-hmm. and cash is great right cash is always great especially in these times you could use some extra cash. Uh, gift card at the Beach Tavern's cool. Two tickets to the New Year's Eve party going on. That's pretty cool. Yes. Um, be an awesome night. Great but music. how about the authentic Aaron Donald jersey? That thing is sweet. That is sweet, isn't it? And that is uh, in the treasure chest. It could be yours if you are lucky caller number 12 uh, in hour number three today on Pirate Radio Live. We'll... Uh, Run down the treasure chest uh, chest prizes in just a moment. But right now, uh, Wes, can you get the Mike Schwartz uh, video? You got that ready to go? Our Flight by Yingling practice report, the next generation of light beer. Don't just raise a glass. Raise the bar. Flight by Yingling, available wherever beer is sold. Mike Schwartz met with the media earlier today. Let's hear some of that right now. Um, in finals uh, this week, uh, coming off of a game where we have a lot we need to improve on from our game uh, at Wilmington the other night, um, tough opponent coming in in uh, Coppin State. Uh, obviously a dynamic, dynamic scorer, one of the very best in the nation. Uh, but, but they're a lot more than just him. But he's obviously a great challenge for us. And, um, you know, 
again, in the middle of finals right now, two days of practice preparation as we move forward to it, and uh, again, a lot to improve on from our last outing. How are you guys kind of balancing the on-court time versus making sure guys, you know, take care of their academics? Yeah, you know, we had to, you know, just the way it is this time of year across the country, sometimes you get extended breaks. A lot of teams, I know a couple people, coaches I've talked to around the country had 10-day breaks right now, and it's just the way the schedule works out. So uh, we did take uh, the day after the game. We were off. The guys had to lock in on finals because when we played the game versus Wilmington, it was right on the cusp of finals starting. So our guys have been in exams the last two days. And we've just had to pick and choose our time, when we can get in, when we can practice. And, and then today and tomorrow, we'll be back on a full schedule as we lead into Sunday. Because you're a month into starting your first program. Are, has there been any surprises or things that just jumped out to you that just maybe were not on your radar going in? Uh, you know, I, that probably happens every day to some degree. There's something that pops up, and I think that's normal whether you're in your first year, whether you're, um, you know, a veteran or seasoned in terms of many years of being head coach. But I think the thing that we are looking at the most, we're trying to stay on one, one avenue is putting 40 minutes together of who we are as a basketball team, and we haven't done that yet. Um, you know, a lot of that is continuing to establish our identity, but also just being able, even when we do feel like we're playing well in games, including the other night versus Wilmington. I mean, the first 12 minutes were really, we thought we played pretty good basketball. The last five minutes, it wasn't about winning the game as we were trying to win the game, but the score, you know, the game was, you know, it was going to take something really special to come back and be in that game. But the last five minutes, we built on something. So I've often said this, that, Every single thing we do, whether it's a meeting, a film session, practice, individual workout, or in a game in a particular situation, since there are a lot of firsts, like you said, in our first month, we're learning, we're teaching. Uh, we can never take a moment that is just taken for granted. And I think that's probably been, as I've been my first year, you realize that every single moment, regardless of if it's important to everybody else and it's the game or it's a... a it, every single moment is a teachable moment, and, and we're trying to get better from those. Do you have time maybe to reach out to Coach Barnes or, or speak to maybe some guys that you've known along your way to just have if you have questions about kind of how to go about things? Oh, of course, uh, all the time. I mean, I, I speak with current head coaches, Coach Barnes. I spoke this morning to uh, Jerry Wainwright, who to me is someone I respect, and I spoke about him prior to the Wilmington game, and I saw him at the Wilmington game, and we spoke this morning, you know, and uh, I think you're doing that consistently. And sometimes it's because there's someone specific, and sometimes it's because it's just conversationally, and, you know, and stuff comes up. So absolutely, though, and I think it's a great point. Last couple of games, Luigi hasn't uh, played or come off the bench. Is that an injury concern, or is that more so he doesn't fit the defensive scheme? What exactly is going on? You know, on I, it's definitely not an injury concern, and I would definitely never say it's not about not fitting. I think we've talked about it here before that, you know, rotation, you know, it needs to be narrowed a little bit so guys can get in, in a little bit of a rhythm. And, uh, you know, at this present time, just over the last couple games, I think you've seen that, that Ezra Osar has been playing some of his best basketball, and, you know, and Valentino does a lot of really good things for us in practice, and uh, you know, so trying to get him out there a little bit, and you know, again, I think that's an ebb and flow of every season. I think early in the season we were playing 12, 13 guys, and I think that had to be narrowed a little bit, but that by no means uh, translates in that Luigi. It will stay the same for Luigi. I think what we do in practice is what determines what happens in the game, and it's just been like that for the last couple of games. All right, there is Mike Schwartz on our Flight by Yingling ECU practice report. 
Pirates, Coffin State, Saturday, Psych, Sunday, 2 o'clock. Sunday, 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 2 o'clock, Menji's Coliseum. All right, let's take a break. Head into hour number two. Tony Dunn, C3 Podcast, joins us. Panthers at Seahawks. A huge game for the Commanders. We need the Panthers to win. Can they help us out a little bit? We'll talk about that and go down the uh, list of Week 14 games. And we'll have our picks for you when we return Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a uh, football Friday. Wes Hines, Chan Man, Tony Dunn here joining me to my left inside the Pirate Radio studios. Hello, Tony. Good day, good day. Uh, Tony, um, from all the questions you've been asking me during the break, I'm going to assume you have not watched a lot of World Cup. I have not. But you may have just seen the moment of the World Cup uh, so far as Argentina led 2-1, to a final minute of extra time, a free kick for the Netherlands just outside the box. Instead of going for the goal on the kick, they pop in a little little pass. The uh, Netherlands guy kind of has his defender boxed out, turns, kicks it in ties the game and they are going to extra time so a dramatic moment as netherlands and argentina are uh, now tied this would have been us playing right now us being usa if they could have beat netherlands which they didn't last weekend well timing is everything and they made that kick in a timely manner that goal in a timely manner and i tuned into the world cup in a timely manner and he saw a goal how rare is that you <laughs> turn know. on a soccer game and see a goal that's uh, like a comet floating by they're courting me <laughs> all right uh tony we got to start with baker mayfield baker baker bacon uh he's cooking late in the game that was um nothing some there's absolutely nothing to talk about <laughs> what do you mean that's exactly what i mean that was a movie that was a A movie this is the same raiders defensive collapse that we've seen in every single game this isn't about baker mayfield i mean and you know what good for him like i wasn't rooting against him by any means but uh i'm kind of already sick of the conversation that's like was ben mcadoo baker mayfield's problem no they scored three points all game and then in the last uh, eight minutes of the game they put up two touchdowns you know i really don't like that you've turned into me no. It's a uh, big whoop. I, now I see how miserable it is to hang out with me. <laughs> you were hoping that we were actually going to have a radio discussion. I'm like, next topic. Shut her down. <laughs> Case closed. So what are you, a Baker hater? 
No, no, no. Uh, it's just I think that's more the story is about the Raiders blowing it than there is even about the Rams playing uh, playing well. And so it's a cool, cool story that uh, you know a ninety-eight yard drive, but pa- uh, Baker threw a pick on that drive that they called a pass interference. The first play of that was should have been a pick six if they had a decent defense. And really, uh, the Raiders just completely from the offensive side throwing that. A lollipop, as it was described uh, um, by, on the broadcast last night, where whatever car, oh, D yeah. car, is yeah. he just threw it up? Like, so I just don't think this was a story of like the Rams fighting through adversity. I mean, somewhat in some cases it is, but it's really just a continued story of the Raiders losing every game they should win. So the Raiders now have lost to. Uh, the Colts, when they bring in Jeff Saturday off the couch three or four days previously, and now they've lost to a team that didn't have a quarterback, you know, 48 hours before the game started. That is embarrassing. This is, uh, you know how many, like, 17-point leads they blew? Oh, yeah, Chandler season? had the stats earlier. But this was a 13-point, or what, I think. I think it was, what was it, 16-3? Yeah. So it's just, again, collapse. That defense stinks for the Raiders. Man, um, they are... And Baker out there smashing his head again. (laughs) I feel like every week we go over our most disappointing teams, surprising teams. The Raiders are on the list. They're not up there with Denver and Green Bay and teams like that, but they're up there. They were up there. They were at the top. Well, like not the top, but they were among the top of the list until they went on this little run after the crying car. Yeah. By the way, for car is crying. Might want to get it checked out. Uh, you can go to Auto World. Get a get a tune up. Right? Green Auto World. Very good. Tony, now a veteran in the podcast game, <laughs> knows when to get the sponsors in. That was well done. All right, uh, what is going on in Panthers Land? If anything, Tony. Here's uh, a question. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, we asked. So Susan Dean's one in the treasure chest earlier. Oh, this week. nice, nice. And uh, we asked her. We're asking our winners questions. We asked her her Panthers Mount Rushmore. Uh, Chandler said, who do you want to be the next Panthers coach? She said, Steve Wilkes. Nice. nice. I mean, he's doing a, a, a solid job of um, applying for the position at this point. So Wilkes was there as the defensive coordinator previously before he took that uh, Cardinals job, yeah. right? So the way it went was is McDermott was the, coordinator, the defensive coordinator who left for Buffalo, mm-hmm. and then they promoted Steve Wilkes from the secondary coach to – um, I guess assistant head coach, I guess they called him or something. But and y'all coach. liked him then, right? Or yeah, not? yeah, we didn't dislike him. Like, uh, so he didn't have a, a ton to work with in that season. They blitzed like some like seventy percent of the plays. He had no pass rush, and he had to manufacture one. So he did a he did a decent job with what he had. So yeah, is that he seemed capable of the position, and then he earned a head coach job, or at least. Uh, it looked like it on the outside that he did, and then he went he to a place. He was set up for failure. Yeah, I mean the Cardinals just they picked a they picked a quarterback he didn't want, um, and they really didn't give him an opportunity. The wildest stat that season was he had something like 487 roster moves or something. Like it was just like, good gosh, this guy's just trying to feel bodies out there. So they were a bad team. He got him the three wins though, and. Um, 
And they kicked him to the curb. He's part of the lawsuit now because of that. And now he's in a position where he's going to, if he is the head coach of the Panthers, he's going to go into the draft and we'll see if. Uh, and not pick his quarterback. They pick another quarterback he doesn't want. <laughs> could be a uh, history could repeat itself. What do you think, Chandler, about Steve Wilkes? I mean, like Tony said, I think he's doing a good enough job right now to at least put his name on that candidate, candidate list. Um, really haven't heard any other speculation of who else would be a the next guy in Carolina. But when you think of Steve Wilkes, you think he's a Charlotte guy and he knows the culture of this franchise. And I think that plays a big part of, all right, who's the, who's the next guy going to be? And what do you want out of your head coach? You want somebody that, that the locker room believes in and can lead. I mean, it's almost more of a figurehead at that point. And then your coordinators are doing the X's and O's and all that stuff. So yeah, if your locker room, if it's like 100% approval rating – if the fans are on board for the most part, like it wouldn't be the worst thing to bring him back, but he's got to do a good job of you know bringing in a staff. Yeah, that is that's the thing with a defensive coach is that they are, um, especially on the offensive side of the ball, they need to get somebody. Who's your OC hire? That's like the biggest thing, right? It's going to be the most important. And then the problem with that is, is when they have too much success, then they move on, and you got to find another OC hire that can fill those shoes or even be better. So that's difficult. Not a ton of defensive coaches are able to do this in the long run or the long call, it seems like. Um, right now, I think the the big story is the Bills are the team that are able to do this. McDermott, defensive coach, he's been through, I think, uh, well, you know, was it uh, not Dabo? What is the dude's name? That, Dayball. Dayball. He went to uh, the Giants, and they're able to – I mean, they got uh, Josh Allen, so that helps them. Uh, continue to just be good so i guess that's all like really i've wanted an offensive head coach because of Me that too. potential longevity uh, like you can get like with an andy reed or um who's the guy that just won with the Rams? sorry so his name Sean is Sean, yeah so those names but at the same time uh, you don't want to just hire a guy, offensive guy because they're an offensive or supposedly an offensive guy. You can look to the Raiders for this. You can look to the Broncos for this. You can look to a lot of teams around the league that haven't had success with it. The maybe so, they hire an offensive guy and Steve Wilkes uh, sticks around as the defensive coordinator. I cannot imagine that would be uh, a good look for anybody, particularly amidst the lawsuit and things like that, especially if he's done a good enough job. So I think the hard part is, is that if Steve Wilkes does what he's been doing right now, the name, if you get pick somebody up over him has to really be a believable you know like sellable to the audience to the fan base and i think there's only really one other name that i've I've heard that's kind of well there's two names i've heard as potentials one is jim harbaugh not john whatever the michigan one yeah what a story that would be if he goes there ahead of ecu playing michigan and they have to hire a new coach yeah and then uh the other is some people think that this would be cool if somehow the Panthers landed in the first pick, which I don't think they're going to do now, is to pick Bryce Young and bring in Bill O'Brien, uh-huh. who's their offensive coordinator. Uh-huh. Who knows him? But, I mean, that just is more about a fit because they know the quarterback than Bill people. O'Brien really fell from grace. Like, the Texans had something going there, and he was just kind of a 
a dud. Well, once he took over the front office, is that yeah. he tried to be Belichick and it didn't work. So no, I think right now is that Wilkes is kind of the guy that seems like the most reasonable. Not only is he safe, but he's doing a good job in it. And I think at this point, if he's able to win any more games this season, it's going to be very hard to just pick somebody over him unless it's Harbaugh, probably. I wish this was like college and uh, if teams are struggling, they they bring in a coach, doesn't work out, bring in another, it's not working, and they say, you know what, let's go outside the box here. Let's let's bring back an alum to fire up the fan base and the Panthers could just bring in like Steve Smith or somebody to coach. Right, just because it would be awesome. Hey, Luke Keekley. There you go. That, well, that that's, would, you want to talk about getting the fans, like yeah. even if he sucks, getting the fans on board? Hire Luke Keekley uh, tomorrow. Mike Minter? Yeah. He eh. just hadn't done enough. Really? I with Campbell? I mean, he's been fair. Yeah. But that wouldn't fire up people. No, no, I think that he's not a big enough name in, in like the lore of Panthers, even though some of the, the hardcore Panther fans would know it. But I think that you could expect that Steve Wilkes tries to bring in Luke Keekley as a coach, though. He's As what? Linebacker. Is he radio now? Yes. Mm, is he? Yeah. 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 I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, he's um, Jake DeLome still does it, and then I think Jordan Gross does some sideline, and of course uh, Anish Roth is in his first year taking over for um, uh, Mick Mixon. But I think there was some selected games that Luke Keekley okay. is doing this okay. year. He's not that's doing right. That's one. right. That's right. I remember them like making a big deal yeah. out of him beginning of the season. Uh, Tony, you'll be seeing uh, the best beautiful deep ball thrower thrower in the NFL this week. Gino, Gino, <laughs> is that actually? I mean, true. I mean, uh, he's I've got seen some beauties a, this year. I've seen I a feel couple. Like his highlight tape. If you showed it to somebody that didn't watch football, just this, this year's year. highlight tape, they'd say, "Well, that's the best quarterback in the league." Right now, you seventy four percent completion. Don't right? show all the interceptions and things like that. But uh, well, he doesn't have a lot. No, but he... I think he's like 22 and... I think he had a pick eight. six on Sunday. I think he had a couple on Sunday. Yeah. He's gonna re- he's regressing towards the mean right now. Yeah, as are the Seahawks as a whole, probably. I agree. Um, Winnable game. Yeah, you feel like that? Yeah, is that uh, Kenneth Walker the third is dealing with a ankle in- injury who is... Uh, and that's really like... Boy, I tell you, my fantasy team was really uh, primed to make a run and then i ran into this weird bye week of two weeks of having multiple players on my team that had buys so it was like and then you get some injuries he's been a guy that kind of was that kind of surprise pick you needed to perform well from the mid rounds that was doing well and then he gets hurt and um ruins the prize pick for me um that kind of thing (laughs) So, hey, is that – but that's like uh, – I think that Gino has benefited from – I don't think. I know he's benefited from an effective ground game. Yeah. And now if Walker's hurt and either either limited or can't play at all, you know, now we get to see if Gino's going to – how he does when he's just like him versus the defense. And they still have DK, who yeah. had a, a big play at the end of the game last week, and uh, Tyler Lockett. who So they still have Lockett. those guys there. Uh, so yeah, they got some uh, some weapons for sure. Let's uh, do you have something, Chandler? Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to our picks, including Panthers, Seahawks. Got some good games on the slate. Good division games: Jets, Bills, uh, Browns, Bengals. A division game: Vikings, Lions, Eagles, Giants. 
Ravens-Steelers. So uh, some big division games this week. We'll talk about them. We'll pick them when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. Christie's Pub is the perfect place to relax, grab a bite, and enjoy a drink this holiday season. Located in the heart of Greenville, and just a few blocks from ECU's campus, Christie's offers lunch, dinner, and late night with live music every Sunday. Come and have brunch Monday through Friday from 11 to 3 or Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 4. For the latest information, check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or visit them online at christieseuropub.com. Scratch cooking takes time, so relax and enjoy a pint at Christie's Europub today. And by the way, there is a do-good opportunity for you coming up this Saturday, December the 10th, as Kinetic Physical Therapy will be hosting a blood drive. Come to 1540 East Arlington Boulevard to donate blood and help save not just human lives, but animal lives as well for each unit collected. $10 will be donated to the Bayer Garden Animal Rescue to pay for a needy animal's medical expenses and get them ready for for adoption. To schedule your appointment, go to redcross.org and enter Kinetic PT or contact Dr. David Edwards himself at 252-902-7061 and he will schedule you directly. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Flip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Tony and I were talking about half baked during the break. Uh, Seen any new or old movies lately? Or what are you watching? What am I watching right now? I've been listening to the Rewatchables podcast. Have you ever heard that with Bill Simmons Uh, where they do movies? I know what you're talking about. And they love movies that are are of our era. So I've been, I went back and watched uh, Basic Instinct recently. Oh, wow and uh i'm working on platoon at the moment okay um, but i don't have any good shows i'm uh, i'm kind of re-watching jack ryan i started that today a little bit to get ready for season is that three. the one with jim yeah yeah, yeah. i've uh, never watched it it's, it's pretty good i'll check um, it out i did watch um what are you watching i need some tips man i don't have anything good right now i i got i enjoyed uh wednesday for what it was i thought it was oh fun. is is it i didn't i don't know if it's just my cup of tea yeah it was it felt very nostalgic like to the old uh and christina ricci who played wednesday in our era in the movie is in the show as another character oh okay um but uh that had like the most eyeballs on it out of any even more than stranger things they said and it's just crazy it's not great but it's uh it was different it was all right kept me i watched the whole thing i need a good show right now i'm hitting the Unlike uh, you, who has got something to play for, I guess the Panthers are still in it. I mean, it's a playoff game this Sunday. Yeah. Might as well get excited for yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and let's pick some games. Before we do, I'll let you know that Chandler still in the lead with 117 wins on the year. Tony is six back with 111. CJ has 108. I have 104. So um, I've. I'm in the hunt. I got a long way to go. Uh, you're sniffing around. Yeah. You're sniffing around, Tony. I'm not mathematically that? eliminated. Apparently, I guess it was ESPN. Somebody screenshotted it, sent it to me. Instead of saying in the hunt, 
which the Panthers were on this list along with the Commanders. It said sniffing around. <laughs> okay. How, like, what is that? Who's who came up with I mean, that? Yeah. I guess some analyst who was walking his dog at the time and was like, you know what? I'm tired of saying in the hunt. Let's, uh, Let's mix this up. My dog is trying to take a poop, I think, and he's sniffing around, but we don't know if he is going to take one. <laughs> so we're just going to keep waiting to see. Wow, you really broke that down. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> I watched my, that. Man, I got a puppy, man. I was like, that is actually the key sign, right? Uh, all right, so... Panther, oh, Chad says he's watching Scrubs for the first time. The you know, old, uh, the you know, one with the... That's a great show. Okay. Chad, as somebody that knows the type of shows, I know Chad's a big uh, Psych fan. Have you ever oh, watched that's Psych? that's totally... Up, uh, maybe a couple episodes, not a lot. Uh, it's, it's funny, a, right? I love Psych. It's because I like uh, murder mysteries, but it's also comedy. It's, it's kind of like Monk. You know, I never watch Monk. Oh. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I have watched it. I uh, you watched Monk, which yeah, is with my grandma. <laughs> with my grandma. What I like about the Chad comment is it's like uh, Chandler, and he's like uh, just some random old TV show. What's the one that he Under the Dome? Under the Dome. <laughs> under the Dome. Under the Dome. We should go on a cameo and get him like a cameo appearance from an Under the Dome actor. I'm sure. It's oh, like so we did. Eight, uh, I know you I guys would, did dude, the follow look, celebrity I, thing. I, I would, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I would appreciate it, but I would not be starstruck. I'd be like, oh, all right. I don't even know who this person is. I actually can't That's the funny part of it. Chandler, thanks for being such a big fan of Under the Dome. <laughs> we should. This like is record. only the third one we've ever done. <laughs> we should record his reaction. It's just like, yeah. Uh, Watched it with my grandma. Which character was that? <laughs> uh, Scrubs, I would recommend. Uh, Psych, I would definitely recommend if you've never seen it before. Wes, you got any uh, TV recommendations for us? Doctor Who. You know, that's a... Uh, People love That's it. a huge thing that I mean, I've never watched. Okay, now... He's going to say Stargate next. Okay, October 23rd, they just, uh, the, um, the 13th Doctor um, went off and generated, regenerated into um, number 14, which is the same as number 10. <laughs> okay. And I don't know what he said there. So they have... Uh, so is that like Hinduism meets no. uh, sp- There's different, <laughs> sci-fi? There's different doctors. Yes. Yeah, so... Was that uh, were the fans happy to see the return of number ten? Well, yeah, but um, but this is a different incarnation of ten, so he is actually fourteen. So. <laughs> okay, all right. But I mean, uh, but, total but he, will, but he will have three uh, episodes next year, and then number fifteen comes in. All right. Yeah, I've just uh, I've heard it's really good. What is the show about though? Oh, it's uh, it's time travel. Right, but what is the is See, it like, it's a, like Stargate? Is it drama, mystery? Uh, oh, it's spin? drama. Oh, it's drama, baby. Yes, drama, sci-fi, I, drama, all I together. Have to get into it. I've been. Uh, I tried to watch the Expanse a couple of times. Me too. Because it's, everybody said it's like the best sci-fi it's show not ever. Bad for the first two episode, uh, two seasons, I guess. But I've it's also just read like long it's and, tough to like get into, and and I I think I started Game of Thrones a couple times. You haven't watched that? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Oh, okay. But I'm saying before I started really watching it, it took me like two tries. Like The Wire, right. it took me a couple of tries because it's tough to get into. My favorite. And there's so many characters and everything, but I think the it's expanse, a slow burn. I hear that's one of those shows where you kind of got to soldier through, and then there's a payoff. You got to just like embrace that dude's haircut. 
Yeah, there's that just guy, a lot. Long shaved comb over. Yeah, and not there's all the characters. I don't know. It's kind of a cool theory, like a idea about like the. It would be like if we Mars, we colonize Mars, and we we're like competitive with them. Uh-huh. And then the Belters, right? Isn't that isn't that the same show? I didn't see yeah. enough episodes. Oh. I think I got to like three, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not ready for this right now. I am a, a hit or miss on sci-fi shows. You know, like I, sometimes I like them, but I'm just, it's hard for me to get invested in sci-fi for some reason. Wes, I was trying to think of the last show that I was angry enough to throw some at the TV watching, mm-hmm. and it was probably Westworld, because it was such a great show early on. And then it turned into crap. And I thought you liked season three. I think uh, season four, season three, no, that was that was nothing. I didn't even. I don't think I finished season three. Oh, okay. Season four got a little bit back to the old school, but it is now canceled. It's done. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's too complicated, dude. Yeah. Season one was like awesome. So good. It was. It was great. All right. Um great nfl talk season one of the panthers sniffing around they're sniffing around tony can they finally smell it uh what do you think <laughs> happens in seattle panthers and seahawks i remember tell, saying this over the years weird rivalry like they've played some playoff games some important games for two teams across the uh this country from one another they've played in some uh some big matchups yeah we had that stretch from maybe 2013 to 2015 where there's a couple just a lot of defensive well we had two of the best defenses in the league in fact in both the 2013 season the panthers i think had 60 sacks that season and really we're making a case to be like a as powerful of a defense as the 85 bears and then somehow the Seahawks finished ahead of them even, right? So, like, they actually had the best defense in the league. And I think we had, like, a 15-12 or 12-9 right. game. Very impressive by you. Um, how about this stretch from 12? We'll go 12 to 16. Um, Panthers, and they lost four in a row. But here are yeah. the scores. All at the end, too. 16 to 12, 12 to 7, 13 to 9. And then they lost a playoff game, 31-17. Uh, 2015, they also won 27-23. to Got over the hump. And they beat Seattle in the playoffs January 16, 31-24. So that was a four-year stretch where they played um, a bunch of times all in one-score games. Yeah, and uh, kind of the Russell Wilson chunk up a prayer and say a prayer to jesus and it'd be answered at the end of the day that happened a lot at the end of those games and then got them in a position where they could kick a field goal and win it do you think he used up all his prayer requests is that what it sure kind of seems like it is that what happened okay like god was like uh he said man 12 bathrooms is uh this is the last one i'm granting you <laughs> that's, <it. laughs> that's uh all you get all right so we start with Tony. Who is your pick? Um, you know, I'm going to kind of ride with my Panthers on the road. I know it's a kind of a bizarre, uh, it's kind of a hope and a prayer, uh, but I got a prayer request here. All right. And that is uh, the Panthers uh, sniff around and smell a wind. I need wind. Wind. The, the Panthers to win, beat Seattle. That would help out my team, but I will pick the Seahawks. CJ will pick the Seahawks. Chandler. Uh, I'm going to go with my fellow Panther fan, Tony Dunn, and go to the Panthers. All right. There you go. 
Jets at Bills. Jets had the Vikings on the ropes, couldn't quite get it done. Boy, they love Mike White, but can Mike White do enough to keep him in the game at Buffalo? Chandler? No, Bills uh, Bills at home. All right. Von Miller story, Wild. Goes to get his knee scoped, and they're like, man, you got a torn ACL. While we're here, uh, yeah. let me just check on this real quick. Yeah, so, um, ah, Bills. I, too, will take the Bills at home. Do they not speculate that he had a torn ACL? Because the, when he injured it, and the way they carved him off the field... I thought, I, and the way it looked in the replay, that it was the ACL tear. Stinks, so it was, man. it was a surprise. Stinks. Uh, oh, kind of weird to. I mean, they gave him. He's old too, and they just gave him so much money. But he's. But now, before the injury, he was playing lights out. Still. Was he? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's been fantastic. Crazy that the same draft as Cam, and now Cam is playing is streaming Madden on youtube <laughs> and you know people freaked out the other night because he wasn't like like he missed his stream he missed his stream so everybody was like freaking out about it Just speaking of uh older guys still busting their tail bobby wagner uh still playing hard for the rams he was trying to fight every seahawk last week in their game uh but uh who you got is, oh next game browns at Bengals. the browns own the chief are the Bengals own the chiefs tony another win for joe burrow he's what i think three yeah, oh now i missed this most? one this one hurt me in the picks last week and they are hitting their stride i was a Bengals doubter going into this season and uh, they have proved me wrong because they are looking strong at the right time of the year they got Jamar the, chase coming back or he, is back right? he's back and played well last week uh i will take the Bengals at home i will as well um Oh, was that in, or was that on top of the net? I can't ever tell. It went. Oh, it oh, went over the net. It's on, top. <laughs> it's on top. We can't tell. Argentina, Netherlands tied at two as they play an extra time on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. Um, the story last, where one of the interesting storylines. Um, I've had a real losing streak on this prize picks recently, but. Uh, I had the John Watson on the mm. less than, so oh, I worked you. on that. Uh, but I had Chubb on the more than, and he had it. He was 13 yards away, and then they were like, you know what? We've got this game one. We're just going to sit him. Browns had three defensive touchdowns yeah. last week. Oh, uh, Watson looked horrendous. Like, he looked like he forgot. Yeah. I mean, he really did look like he hasn't played football for two years, and that is really true. So this week he's going to come back and have a great game. No way. Oh, all right. No Who are you taking way. the Bengals? Yeah. All right. And Chandler. Uh, Bengals at home. All right. Uh, let's play. Guess the line. Texans at Cowboys. Uh, eleven and a half. You're going to have to go up, buddy. More. Go more. Wow. Wow. Thirteen and a half. Oh, keep up, going up. 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 Sixteen. Up. Uh, no way. 17. 17. Holy cow. I don't even know if I've heard an NFL line that big before. <laughs> this is one of the biggest I can recall. Uh, I'm going to assume we're all on Dallas here. Absolutely. Yes. And all you right. know what? I'd probably still take them giving up the points. <laughs> all right. Um, let's stay guess the line, Tony. Vikings at the lines. Oh, this is close. Um, it's in Detroit. Yep. I would probably say that the Vikings are three-point favorites. Uh, you're way off. Oh, wow. Lions by two. Wow. That right. was the uh, the story of the week when uh, the Lions first came out. Everybody was like, 
like doing double takes like the lions are home favorites against the vikings but lions have won four out of five i know they're at home this is like the biggest lines game since like, they had it's Barry like the Sanders. most memorable game they've <laughs> yeah. ever had. Even I'm actually pl- even more than the playoff game they made it to. I'm excited about this game for Detroit, and for that reason, they're going to blow it. I'll take the Vikings. I will as well. Um, you know the Lions. Tough. This is two offenses. This is just going to be a, a shootout because the defenses don't play well, or at least the Lions' defense isn't good. Um, I'd almost I want- rather than be underdogs. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what uh, Jeff Nadeau is going to say the sharp money's on or whatever <laughs> they call it. The um, probably the Vikings. I, like I think so. I don't know, Chandler. Who you got? I might regret this, uh, but I'm going to get Lions at home. All right, I, I want them to win. Like yeah, that, that would be a fun story. Them. But but like at some point we're going to have to give the Vikings some respect too. Like they're like. <laughs> 10 and whatever they're the new titans they're yeah. the nfc titans no respect all right speaking of the titans they are at, hey chad i gave your titans respect and picked them last week and they lost what happened to tana thrill got, t- got their gm fired i'll tell you what happened he lost his receiver aj brown who went to oh, and the they Eagles. found him on the other side of the football he scored two touchdowns and then they fired their gm the next day like, hey, buddy, that guy scoring for them, he was on our team. So you're and gone. you picked him. <laughs> and there's a story that Vrabel didn't want to get rid of him. Um, there's a video of when the trade happened, which the trade, the A.J. Brown trade, happened on draft night. Oh, right. And there's a, there's a video that's going around, and it's been going around this week, when that trade was made and when Mike Vrabel found out about the trade, he literally gets up beside – he's beside John Robinson in the war room – Gets up and you can just tell that he's like frustrated. He's confused. He's irritated. Like, what in the, what in the world do we just do? That's I, weird, right? That there's there's got to be conversations or oh yeah yeah that they don't talk, like he didn't know like, yeah what that is bizarre yeah. especially when you know that Vrabel's got more respect sure. than this dude does and more definitely um, clout. The one thing though is I to me that trade just said they didn't believe in their own team. Uh, and obviously the coach does and the GM was like nah we ain't that good (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I will take the Titans to beat the Jaguars at home Um, yeah yeah me too yeah tighten up I'm tired of the Jags Uh, let's take a break we'll come back and make more selections week 14 corner kick goes over the goal it looks like this one's going to come down to penalty kicks So we'll have that for you when we return on Pirate Radio Live on a Friday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. EC football alum Dakota Marshall is the owner of First and Go Hauling with a, field, with a fleet of dump trucks hauling dirt, asphalt, stone. But First and Go Hauling is where it's a touchdown every time. Follow First and Go Hauling on Facebook today. Let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Flip Rock. Uh, Weird 
college baseball news. I guess this came out yesterday. It's the first time hearing about it. From Bob Lutz, uh, who broke this news. Uh, Eric Wedge, remember him? Former MLB manager. Took over at Wichita State in the American. Is out uh, at Wichita State. He said no explanation given. Strange ending to what everyone thought would be a triumphant return by a shocker legend. So a shocker there. In Wichita, Eric Wedge out as their head coach. How long was he there? Like a year. Oh, so they got those two good pitchers, and then they got a new coach. Wasn't that Wichita State that had? No, no, that was Vanderbilt that had those two pitchers. Look at Tony trying to talk college baseball. Well, I just watched ECU when they gave it a shot. Get towards the end. Uh, speaking of shots, penalty kicks here. Argentina and Netherlands. Netherlands misses their first, and here is Messi on for Argentina to uh, try to get the first goal here in the PKs as they play in the World Cup 2-2 two to two, and they begin penalty kicks Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck, Buck. alright Tony let's see what Messi does Messi of course you know that name I do I have heard it before regarded as one of the best of all time and he just kicks Ugh. it right in easy easy piece like so ridiculous hey, he looks bored and it looks, it's so ridiculous that we had to wait nine hours and this guy like lollygag kicks it and they're like, game over. Like, well, it's not it's, over. They just, I know, but like, Doop. it's so wild. You just, it's such a silly thing. Like they just have to <laughs> guess, you know? Pretty much. Like why, can you not fake kick? Is that against the rule? Like didn't you somebody used stutter. to do the spin around or something like that where I, they would. Yeah. I don't know what the rules are. You can kind of stutter as you go up. I guess all you can do. Is like there's a scouting report if you know these guys' previous penalty kicks and what they've done. Oh yeah. So that guy probably knew that he likes to go there, and a great save. Oh, great celebration by the Argentinian keeper, and he gets up and so, does a little dance. <laughs> so now Argentina trying to take a stranglehold here uh, in the PKs. All right, uh, let's continue on with the picks. Giant stink. Man, I was ready to gloat if Washington could have got that win in overtime, but it'll have to wait till next week uh, when Washington plays New York. Big game uh, at MetLife on Sunday. Eagles at Giants. I like to pick against the Eagles, but I'm not today. I'm going to take them to beat New York at New York. Chandler. Fly, Eagles, fly. Yeah, I'm an Eagles believer. As you should be. CJ will take the Eagles as well. This, uh, didn't the Giants win last oh, week? Can't defend that, Tony. That goes side of the net. Yeah, and that was a rocket. A beauty. What'd you say? Didn't the Giants win last week? No, tie, tie, tied. Yeah, tie. that's right. Tie? Tie. Ravens and Steelers, I think. Is Lamar out? Huntley is starting at quarterback. Mm-hmm. By the way, the Steelers are have feisty. Right now. Seven losses. Mike no. Tomlin never has losing seasons. It's Tomlin season. How many wins does that make them have? I think they're five and seven. I'm taking the Steelers at home. I think I am too. Uh, I have not picked the Steelers, I don't think, one time this year. This it, would be the first time I've picked them all season. John Harbaugh says it looks like Huntley will start. I mean, I can still see them winning this game, but uh, yeah, I'm taking the Steelers. Chandler. I'm going to go Ravens. 
CJ uh, is going to believe in that his goal, He didn't even do anything. He just watched that ball go right by. All right, Chiefs at Broncos. The Chiefs have beaten the Broncos how many times in a row? Um, Guess the line here, Tony. What's the line on this game? Eight and a half. You're close. Nine. I thought 10 would be a little high. Three, six, nine, or 12. 13 times in a row, Tony. The Holy Chiefs cow. have beaten the Broncos. Uh, make it 14. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tony takes the Chiefs. I will take the Chiefs. Chandler? Uh, Chiefs, absolutely. And CJ will take the Chiefs. Bucks at Niners. Brock Purdy coming in and winning the game for San Francisco uh, against the Dolphins. A showdown last week with Jimmy G out. I still love the Niners, despite Jimmy G being out, and I will take the Niners to beat the Bucks at home. Tony. Um, I am going to... I'm riding with the Bucks on the road. Uh, Chandler. I'm going uh, 49ers. All right. CJ will go Niners as well. Here is the all-important penalty kick to keep Netherlands alive. All right, Tony. So now, if Argentina sinks this one. They will advance. What was that? Like the goalie was... Now we got more push and shoving going on. With who? <clears throat> it looked like the guy that made the PK. Oof. Does that have a, have a grill? <laughs> He's got braces. Bottom uh, braces. Bottom braces. Aren't you a little old for braces? <laughs> All right. Here we go. All the drama. Who's this fellow about to kick? Let me get his name. I don't know anything about these teams, um, but they're about to. Have, oh, I'm an aficionado. They're about to start a world war after this game. A lot of bad blood between the Netherlands and Argentina. Is it the Netherlands or just Netherlands? Mm. I always say the. Uh, maybe yeah. I'm saying it wrong. You don't say the Argentina. The you, France. You just say the United States. <laughs> Here's the kick. It is. No! Oh, I missed it. Yeah. The window. The door is left open. And now Netherlands needs this one. All right, Dolphins at Chargers, Sunday night football. Oh, those smelly, stinky Chargers. Lost to the Raiders last week. Um, Yeah, they did. That's right. Uh, and also, the Dolphins should have won. I got a comparison. A what? Is Justin Herbert, Jay Cutler. Mm. We are enamored with his rocket arm mm. and the way he can sling it in there. But they don't win. They don't win a lot. I'm not comparing his attitude, body language, all that to Jay Cutler. Just the arm talent and lack of success. I am going Dolphins. I don't know. You know, is that I, I think it's I mean, people believe in Justin Herbert. I mean, it feels like there's been other aspects of their team that have been problematic. Not him, but uh, they're not winning a lot. No, they are not. Uh, I'll ride with the Dolphins on the road here. I'm still disappointed the Dolphins lost that game last week against the 49ers. I mean, coming out, striking what, on the first play of the game? Yeah. And then getting ahead. And really, then Jimmy G going down early. I guess to his ankle injury just became a problem for him. Niners are just tough. Their defense They're just is, tough yeah. all across the board. Uh, CJ's taking the Chargers. Chandler. Uh, I will. Let's see. I'm gonna go Dolphins. What uh, happens if they tie here? I, oh, there we go. If he makes it, Argentina wins. If they miss, I think then it goes to like sudden death PKs. 
Ah, he right. sinks it. Goalie guessed wrong. Keeper guessed wrong. And Argentina is moving on to the Final Four. There you go. That guy's a hero. An Argentinian hero. I wish it was more exciting, but he kicked it to a giant open net while a guy <laughs> dove the opposite way. <laughs> the guy dove away from yeah, the ball. It's like, he was watch out. To I don't, it's like playing with basketball with your kid, and they like the ball comes down instead of just trying to catch it. They're like, oh. <laughs> So uh, Argentina will advance uh, on the Buccaneer Music Call scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. On my sheet here, I wrote Patriots at Dolphins, Monday Night Football. That is not right. It is Patriots at Cardinals on Monday Night Football. Tony. Uh, Patriots. I will take the Gosh, Patriots. Trap. Chandler. Uh, Patriots. I think Cleef, uh, Cleef. Uh, I think Cliff Kingsbury is going to be on his way out the door. Do soon. you? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Seems I've been like saying it. it for months now. He's gone. What's the game of the week here? Game of the week, Tony. Dolphins Chargers will be fun. I like that matchup. I was going to say there's going to be a lot of points scored in that one. Uh, Eagles at Giants. Vikings at Lions. Yeah, that's the game of the week. That's the game I'm looking forward to the most. But you could say you can make an argument for Ravens Steelers. This this is going to be. You remember those mid 2000s games with Palomalu and Ed Reed, and they'd be like nine to six. I like that's, those. Uh, 2013 games between the Panthers. Seahawks. And- yeah, yeah, it's going to be one of those. All right, what do you guys have coming up, Tony? Um, we have the Friday free for all tonight. Madden simulations back on Saturday, and the post game on Sunday. So it's a four o'clock game. I'm hoping, and I hope it's not. I mean, obviously we're not at night, so uh, a little later uh, post game than we probably love. Uh, but we'll be just uh, hopefully talking about the Panthers getting a road win. And uh, Sam Darnold, the savior, Sammy Savior. Sammy Savior. Sammy D. Just print the t-shirts. All right, thanks for hanging out, All Tony. right, thank you. We'll take a timeout, come back. We'll go to another Tony. Touchdown Tony Collins will join us. Also Morgan Ehlers, also Mark Greenhelge, and we'll open up the treasure chest. Big hour three on tap on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch our favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bell's Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Flip Rock. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Croatia and Argentina winners today in the World Cup. 
take a look and see any top 25 action tonight in college hoops on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard one game washington will play at gonzaga that one coming up at nine o'clock so uh there is one game involving top 25 teams tonight east carolina back in action on sunday two o'clock in mengees coliseum i believe we have our guest uh on the pit electric live line touchdown tony collins joining us here on a friday tony how you doing man doing fantastic how you doing doing great tony it's the first time i've talked to you since the bowl destination and opponent uh was announced so uh let's get your thoughts on the birmingham bowl what do you think about the matchup and the uh destination tony well you know i think the matchup will be a a good game to watch uh was hoping for a uh, uh, maybe a bigger bowl, but you know we we can we can only get what we 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 can get. <laughs> How important is this, Tony, to wrap up the year with a win? I mean, it's low stakes. If you win, you go home. If you lose, you go home. But there is that kind of momentum and things like that you can carry into the offseason. So how important is it uh, to win this game rather than go to Birmingham and then go out and lose the game? I think it's very important for us to go down there and and, and win and uh and, and play play well. Uh, we we have the capability of beating uh, Coastal Carolina. I mean, we, I, I think we're a much better team than they are. Uh, it'll definitely give us momentum going into next season. I think next season is one of the one of the, a very key season because you know we got so many different opponents uh, to play next year. So I'm looking forward to that. And yeah, I think it's I think it's very important that we go out and play well and come up, come back with a victory. Tony, you played in an era where there weren't 40-plus bowl games where you could win eight or nine games and not go to a bowl uh, without a tie-in, without a conference, stuff like that. So how, did you, how many bowls did you play in when you were at ECU? I, I actually, we, we, I had a winning season every every season except my senior year when Pat Dye left. So Jimmy came in and, we, you know, we lost a lot of players. But uh, we only got the chance to go to uh, – one bowl of my three years that, that that we were here, and that was the Independence Bowl. Uh, I think we won our lowest out of the three years was out, that I was here. We uh, at least games we won was seven. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, and uh, just the, the, the different of eras, right? Yeah, man. You know, it's it's, uh, it's it was tough back then. If you you if you weren't well known, you you might you. Weren't, you could win maybe nine games and still don't go anywhere. <laughs> so when you did go to that one bowl, I mean, did it feel like a real like accomplishment or to because again it was kind of fleeting uh, your opportunities to go back then. So did it feel like a big deal when you played in that game? Ah, uh, yeah, you know it's a bowl game. You know you get you go down. We were down in uh, Streetport, Louisiana. Uh, you know it was it was different. Got to got to meet John Wayne and. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, did they have swag bags back then? Did you get anything for going like kids do now? Yeah, they gave us a nice little watch and some bunch of other stuff, uh, cups, and uh, we got a uh, we got an East Carolina Independence Bowl jersey. And, <laughs> so it was it was it was cool, man. You know, back then seventy nine. You know, it was, <laughs> we thought we were big time playing in the Independence Bowl. There you go, Tony <laughs> Collins joining us, Pit Electric Live Line here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live, Tony. Uh, they are expanding the uh, playoffs, and the East Carolinas of the world will now have a chance to have a seat at the table. This will begin in two years, but 
basically if you are the highest ranked conference champion outside of the power five you are in the playoffs so this year for example Tulane would have been in the playoffs if the new format was around so really for the first time ever Mike Houston and these group of five coaches can tell their teams, hey, guys, our goal this year is to play for a national championship because uh, in a couple of years, you'll actually have a shot to get to that playoff. That's a good thing. They should have done this a long time ago, man. I, yeah. I don't even know why. I don't even know why they have to wait two years. I mean, why not just do it next year? I mean, what what what's the difference in doing it uh, <laughs> next year than two years from now? I, that part I don't understand. And you know, it, it, with with the twelve teams going in, man, I, I think it'd be great uh, for everyone, uh, especially schools like East Carolina, you know, to be able to play for uh, a, a national title. You, you know, we may not get to the finals, but you know, it's, we 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 have opportunity to play for a national title. So I think that's a that's a cool cool thing too. But yeah, man, you know, it's it's something that they should have done this a long time ago. Who wins it this year, Tony? Can Georgia go back-to-back? Michigan has looked dominant. Uh, Ohio State gets a new lease on life after losing to Michigan. They kind of backed their way in with USC losing. And then you got TCU, who won games all year, couldn't quite win it in overtime in the Big 12 championship, but they are in as well. So uh, who who wins the championship this year? Uh, it's it's going to be hard for anybody to beat Georgia, man. I, yeah. they, they, they have uh, professional players playing on their team right now, so... These guys, they, they they have maybe probably like eight or nine guys going the first and second round, and they still got guys going in the first and second round for this year. So uh, they they just reloaded, man. It, it's going to be tough to beat them. Their their defense is one of the best in the nation. Uh, they got a great offense. They they they, they got it all, man. They can see it's going to be tough. The only, the only team that may have a chance to beat them, will, I think, will be would be Michigan because. Uh, I think they're going to put a big whooping on Ohio State come 31st. Uh, Tony, have you seen uh, Georgia's tight end, Brock Bowers? He's like, I I hate comparisons, but he's college gronk. Like, he, I I want him on Washington right now. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, they they, they have, at at every position, you know, they got a Heisman 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 candidate quarterback. Uh, they got a, a, a great running back. They got great receivers. They got a great tight end. They got a great offensive line. They got a great defensive line. <laughs> they got great linebackers. <laughs> it's just, it's just hard. It's just, it's just going to be hard to be. You're going to have to play a perfect game uh, to beat those guys and have some turnovers. Uh, they, it's, I don't know, man. I, I can't, I can't see anybody beating them. I, I mean, I think when, when Michigan does if. If Michigan can get by TCU, I think Michigan is going to get blown out by. <laughs> you like Georgia all the way easy. Yeah, man. It's, right. it's going to be easy to go for. Them. Tony, uh, you, you're pretty good at, at picks, I would say, picking games overall. But I swear, just talking to you on these Thursdays and now uh, knowing how you pick games, uh, you've lost a lot of Thursday games, and I bet you lost another one last night, right? Oh, my God, man. It's <laughs> How about Baker Mayfield not even on the team like 48 hours ago? Yeah, for two days. Yeah. And wins the game. You look at the, the score was 16 to 3 with four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Mm. Come on, man. You, 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 you don't lose games like that. They've, they've done this uh, probably, probably about three or four times this year. They yeah. have a 13 or more point lead and they lose the game in the fourth quarter. So, you know, I, to me, that. 
has to do with a lot of coaching. I mean, I, you know, I, I you know, I, I love the I love the guy who who's the head coach now. I came from New England. I can't think of his name right now, but uh, uh, he's he's an offensive coordinator. And he's not a head coach. Oh, you're talking about McDaniel? Yeah, uh, Josh McDaniels. Who? Yeah, I mean, come on, man. I mean, you, you. There's just there's simple things. I watched the game last night. There's simple things. You know, there's third and one, and they and they and they throw the ball. You got Josh Josh Jacobs run the ball twice. He get the first down and kill the clock, and the game's over. You know, who could use Josh McDaniels right now. Not the Raiders, but the Patriots could use him, Tony. I, Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, speaking of making picks that I see on Facebook, did Tony Collins pick against the Patriots last week? I, I absolutely did. Because wow! Right now, I'm really, I'm really upset with, with what they're doing. Uh, Belichick, I think his, his era is almost coming to an end. Uh, they don't know how to draft players. They don't know how to go out and get uh, receivers. They don't know how to go out and get that 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 one receiver that can turn the game around. They, they haven't done that in years. And, and until they do that, uh, they're just going to be a mediocre team. Uh, and you know their record is six and six. They, they, I don't even think they'll make the playoffs this year. Well, good news for them. They play another mediocre or less than mediocre team, Arizona, on Monday. So maybe you can get them and uh, and stay in this playoff hunt. Touchdown, Tony Collins, joining us today on the Pit Electric Live Line. Tony, uh, thanks for joining us. To talk some football, man. We'll keep in touch. Try to get you back on uh, one more time before Christmas. Absolutely, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all stay warm up there. All right. See you. There's uh, TC, Tony Collins, joining us. Wes, see if you can uh, hook up with Morgan Aylers. We'll get Morgan on, and then after we talk to Morgan, we will open up the treasure chest uh, for the uh, day here coming up, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Tony down on his pats right now, and uh, – up on his Pirates, uh, big one coming up as East Carolina takes on Coastal Carolina in the Birmingham Bowl, December 27th. Our pregame coverage will begin at 2.45 on that day, and we will uh, be with you after the game for one final time on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Morgan, are you ready for post-Christmas in Birmingham? Yeah, I am. Looking forward to it. It's... Uh... You know, it's going to be here before you know it. One final game, and uh, it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a fun time. I think Pirate Nation is going to show up, and I think the football team is going to play well, and we're going to come out of there with our first bowl game win in a long time. I like the matchup, uh, Morgan. I like regional matchups. It kind of stinks that we have to go all the way to Birmingham to play it, but uh, I, I like the uh, the Carolina versus Carolina game we got coming up. Yeah, you know, Coastal Carolina's had a lot of success the last couple years, and. Uh, obviously, with their their coach moving on now, just says what kind of what he's done with that program, and um, you know it's going to be a fun matchup. I know some people were, were maybe hoping for an East Carolina versus you know a Power Five school, but I think when this game tees off on the twenty seventh, it's going to be a whole lot of fun, and hopefully a lot of pirate fireworks and pirate defense is going to show up. Mark my word on it, and they're going to play well. And, uh, I think it's going to be a good day to be where the purple and gold down in Birmingham. Yeah, and as you said just a moment ago, it'd be nice to get another notch uh, in the win column in a bowl game. It has been a long, long time uh, since East Carolina won one. Got to go back to 2013 when they knocked off Ohio. 
and uh, they'll try to get another one coming up on December 27th. But uh, it's just nice. And, and how, you know, right now we haven't had a chance to talk to Holden and the guys, Morgan, but these practices, the, the coaches talk about how important they are. And right now they're important for the younger guys, right? Guys that are maybe didn't see the field a whole lot, but getting them uh, these added practices at the end of the season, kind of you're, you're preparing for one final game to wrap up 2022, but coaches are probably already looking ahead to 23 uh, with some of these practices, right? I think it allows the, the young guys that were on the scout team to get a lot of uh, a lot of reps they wouldn't normally get. I mean, there were times in the in the past, you know, ten years or so when the coaches, uh, you know, they would they would make the comment, you know, we don't get those extra practices during December for a bowl game because we're not going, and that hurts us. Well, it does now, but it also, you know, the starters and the play, the guys that have played a lot, they're still getting out there getting reps, not maybe as many. Right now, it's the mental reps that they're going through, but it also gives them a chance to heal a little bit. Because I'm going to tell you something: at the end of the year, there there was a lot of walking wounded on the football field for the last three or four weeks of the season, and uh, you know, getting them healthy, and I think it'll probably be uh, as healthy as you're going to be when the 27th kicks off. And uh, you know, again, I think it's going to be a, a good couple of weeks. I think next week you'll really see the Pirates ramp up their their preparations for Coastal Carolina. And, um, again, still getting the young guys reps and the new guys that you're going to be seeing on the field in the spring and the fall, uh, they'll be getting a lot of reps. But, you know, they're, they're going to be focused on getting that win in Birmingham. Pirates looking for a football win December 27th, looking for a hoops win coming up Sunday. And I will be filling in the giant shoes of Morgan Aylers down uh, at Press Row uh, on the PA mic. Really looking forward to it. It's a lot of fun, Morgan, being right there on top of the action and uh, i'm very excited about sunday and excited to see east carolina hopefully get a win coming off a loss to uncw earlier this week where uh guys just couldn't hit couldn't hit from three couldn't hit free throws uh, just a typical kind of road game for east carolina basketball against a pretty good wilmington team but hopefully they can get back on track uh, coming up on sunday yeah, you know, the Pirates didn't play well down in Wilmington. And of course, Trask Coliseum is always a tough place to play. Kind of a weird night. Uh, you mentioned free throws. When Javon Small hits about all of his, the team misses about all of theirs. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a weird deal. And But Trask is always a tough place to play, has been for years. And, and, or, and I've always liked the East Carolina-Wilmington rivalry. I know when we were in the CAA together years ago, that was always fun. and It was a home-and-home matchup, uh, you know, each each year. And um, you know, hopefully they can continue to do that. But, you know, Coach Schwartz has got to just keep on plugging away with the guys and hopefully good things will happen. You know, East Carolina all year long has had those streaks of, okay, we're going to make some shots or and then we're going to not make shots and the other team will. And a few games early on they were able to respond. And, you know, the last few games they haven't been able to do that. And it's, uh, you know, hopefully the Pirates can do it Sunday. Well, we just saw last Friday, Morgan, if R.J. Felton shooting like that, East Carolina can beat anybody on their schedule. The problem is that it's streaky. Uh, some nights he's not going to make a three. Some nights he's going to do like he did against Campbell last week and light it on fire, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it is, and uh, it was a weird Friday night game for college basketball. But, yeah. You know, R.J. to me is – I'm, I'm still waiting for R.J. to have that home dunk. Yeah. Yeah, at home that you know when he jumps and he leaps from like half court and head above the rim and dunks it. Yeah, because he's such a phenomenal athlete. You've seen the video of him dunking over Luigi and you know that kind of thing. And um, you know he's such a, a really good kid. And 
but yeah, when he does that, the whole place in Williams Arena, Minji's Coliseum, is going to jump out of the gym when he has that breakaway dunk. I'm still waiting for that one. No doubt. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Pit Electric Live Line here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Before we open up the treasure chest, before we say goodbye to Morgan Ayler's West, I need you to hit it one more time. 40 bowls in 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days, oh my goodness, 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days. Forty bowls, fourteen days. Why are you looking like that, Will? Forty bowls. Not my kind of music. Fourteen days. What? Forty bowls. Fourteen days. Forty bowls. Fourteen days. Fourteen days. Morgan, are you playing this at any of your holiday parties? Hey, DJ Captain Morgan, can we uh, can we hear forty bowls in fourteen days? Version of that. Say what? You got to have a shortened version. How many times have you played? That, that is the song? short version. The long version's like eight minutes. It's like Freebird in uh, San Francisco. How many times have you played that today? Uh, only two today. Okay. So you, the first time you play it in its entirety, because it's a good, well-produced piece by a high-quality production team. Yeah. Okay? The second time, you like, just make a snippet. That's all you need. Yeah. Snip it. That's not the bit, though. The bit is we play it in all its cringy entirety every time to every guest. It was cringy. Yeah, I was cringing. All right. Go ahead. Well, you'll be cringing when you hear this matchup. It is the New Orleans Bowl, a bowl that East Carolina has played in. Uh, it will be Wednesday, December 21st at 9 o'clock. Late night start. We'll be watching this one at Sports Trivia uh, a few days before Christmas. South Alabama versus Western Kentucky. Morgan, do you consider yourself more of a Jaguar or a Hilltopper? Hilltopper. Is that who you're picking in this game? Hilltoppers will win it. What's the line? Does it have the line out yet? Uh, I can get it for you momentarily. But why, Morgan, are you uh, – why, why immediately did you go toward the Hilltopper side? Because it's a cool name? Because I've actually recognized them. <laughs> All right, that's a good reason. Uh, let's right. see. The line on this game is – uh-oh, Morgan. South Alabama minus 7.5. You like the upset? I'm going to tell you why, if I'm not mistaken, the quarterback for – the Hilltoppers have just entered the transfer portal. Oh, okay. I'm not mistaken on that. So we might go with South Alabama in that game. Wait, are you changing tune here? Uh, no, nah, I go with go. With <laughs> All right, he's taking the Hilltoppers. Morgan, have a great weekend, man. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll catch up with you again soon. Thank you. Forty bowls in fourteen days. I think I need to make the song a, just a little bit longer. Longer. More in-depth, more robust. All right, get Morgan out of here. Thank you, Morgan. Morgan Ehlers joining us on the Pit Electric Live line. Wes Hines, Mm -hmm. are you ready to open it up? I guess so. Do it. Do it. 
The treasure chest is open. Give me some Christmas music. Do you want to be like John Moody, Robert Matthews, Patrick Brown, Susan Deans, and Kevin Ainge? All you got to do is be caller number 12 right now. 317-1250. 317-1250. Caller 12 is a winner. What will you win? We will find out on the other side. And we will have to talk to you. Wes Hines is going to ask you a question or two. So will Chandler. So will I. And you will win an awesome prize. We'll run down the list of prizes and have our winner when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is a family-run dealership that creates a family-like atmosphere for their customers. East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Dodge Jeep Ram has one of the biggest used car inventories in Eastern North Carolina. Shop online today at EastCarolinaChryslerDodge.com. East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Memorial Drive. Go Pirates! And this Saturday at AJ McMurphy's, they're having their annual Christmas party. That's right, this Saturday, December 10th, the bootleg revival starts at 8 p.m. Dress in your ugly Christmas sweater and uh, and enter into their contest. It will be cash, pri- cash prizes for first place and runner-up. So uh, let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right. Thank you, Chan Man. Wes Hines here, Clip Brock, on a Friday. About to uh, find out who won out of the uh, treasure chest and find out what this person will be winning. Joining us on the Pit Electric Live line, lucky caller number 12. He is Chris Hill. Hello, Chris. Hey, Clip. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, man. All right, uh, Chris, uh, tell us about yourself. What do you do? I am a elementary PE teacher and train retrievers at Southern Point Retrievers. I teach at Elmhurst Elementary, but I live in Blunt Street, right on the river, and uh, I train dogs in the afternoon. Tell us about the uh, retriever training. What does uh, that entail? Well, I, I, you know, we start off with obedience training, a two-month program, um, teach them to sit heal here um if, if they're smart enough we can teach them down and and start working on their force fetching but then ultimately it's leading into gun dog training for either waterfowl hunting we also do upland hunting um gun dog hunt test akc hunt test wow. all right that's interesting hmm. that's cool yeah all right, uh, Chris, uh, we'll uh, run down these list of prizes here in a moment, find out what you won, but time for the Q&A portion of your uh, call. We we give away a great prize, and in return, all we ask is uh, for our winner to open up to us a little bit, tell us uh, a few things. So I can't wait to hear what Wes has to, to ask today, but we'll start with Chandler. Chandler, uh, what is your question for Chris? Well, first of all, Chris, congratulations on the win, man. And uh, my question is, is that if you had to listen to one Christmas song for the rest of your life, <laughs> what Christmas song will that be? Great question. Wow, man, I love them. Uh, let's 
say one for the rest of your life. I mean, yeah, that's mm, man. Um, I guess I would have to go with. I'm, it's Christmas, so I'm going to go with a religious one, man. I'm, uh, oh, come all ye faithful. Oh, that's right. a good one. I like that. You know, either that or Holy Night. I don't know. Holy Night's pretty good. Oh, Holy Night is uh, top of my power rankings, but yeah. you can't go wrong either way. Uh, Wes, you got a question? If you ordered a deserted island, what uh, what meal would you want to eat for the rest of your life? On a deserted island. <laughs> why yeah. do you, wait, why do you have to be on the island? If you <laughs> on could, a deserted island. And what island do you want to be you on? you have unlimited amounts of this yes. one food. <laughs> That's right. All right. Uh, I want my harem to feed me fruit. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm I'm a Eastern North Carolina guy. Country style steak, mashed potato, and gravy. Mm. All right. Okay. Good choice, go. Chris. On a deserted island, yeah. but you get to eat that every day. That's I thought you was going to ask us no something about desserts. Uh, yeah, as did I. Uh, let's see. What's my question for Chris? Uh, Chris, uh, how about your all-time biggest um, Hollywood crush? Oh, your your Hollywood? Yeah, like uh, TV, movie, actress uh, crush. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Um, oh God, Lee, what's her? Um, she's the that she used to be the Monday Night Football girl. Um, hang on, hang on. She does. Oh God, what's her name? Melissa Stark. <laughs> I'm Melissa Stark. <laughs> well, she's still on. I saw, she's on. Uh... I know. Oh, look, I saw her at the Pro Bowl one year. She walked by me and sneezed, and I said, "Bless you." And she looked up and said, "Thank you." And I was like, "Oh dear God." <laughs> um, 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 my wife is sitting. My ex, but my wife is sitting over here, and and I, I really I love her a lot. But my God, you're pretty. And do you mind if I take your picture? Sure, and she, I bet I've got five rolls of pictures. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a great story. Wow, Melissa Stark, she's back in the game. Uh, yes, Chris turned on a football game and saw her back and went crazy uh, earlier this year. All right, uh, Wes, can you do me a favor? Mm-hmm. Can you grab the list of prizes here? And what I'll, what we like to do is alternate reading the prizes. Okay. So, do you have the prizes marked out, Chandler? Do. That you see, like everything that's been won. Yeah, we've got John Moody. We have Patrick Brown, Robert right, Matthews, jo- and Kevin Ames. Yeah, John Excuse Moody me. won the uh, gift card to Wings Over Greenville. Robert Matthews, Bud Light, Panthers Cornhole Boards from Carolina Eagle Distributing. Patrick Brown, Parker's Barbecue, Susan Dean's Coco Sports Bar. Kevin Ainge, hundred dollar gift card to Shimmer Boutique. Mm-hmm. All right, Wes, we're gonna go down the list okay. and alternate. You ready to go? Yes, sir. All right, um, we could go three-way here if you uh, chandler you want to get in the mix yeah why not? all right let's go all right so me west chandler here we go 150 dollars gift card to Boston soak furniture 12 pieces from papa john one free year vip subscription to hoist the colors 100 dollars gift card from familia 100 dollars gift card and gift basket from beauty bar and midi spot 100 100- $100 gift card from Chico's. <laughs> I messed it up. That was on me. I, my apologies. That's on me. 10 push-ups. $50 gift card to Aiden Country Club and two dozen Titles Pro V1 golf balls from Brandon Manning and Farm Bureau Insurance of Winterville. $100 gift card from Tiebreakers. $100 straight cash, homie, and a t-shirt from Sparky Snowballs. Bud Light Fire Pit Cooler and Tailgate Chair from Carolina Eagle Distributing. Natural Light Can Jam Set cooler and tailgate chair from 
Carolina Eagle Distributing. A pirate fan gift basket from UB. $25 gift card to Christie's Euro Pub, Dap House, Sidebar, and Jarvis Street Bottle Shop. $100 total. $100 gift card to Jersey Mike's. A, and a 30-minute stretch assessment and one-hour massage from Bodies and Balance. Not, uh, Deshaun Watson not included. Chandler. <laughs> Chandler. I had to go there. Chandler. Uh, the Buck gift basket, $100 cash, $25 gift card to the Beach Tavern, two tickets to the New Year's Eve party, T-shirts, and an Aaron Donald L.A. Rams jersey. All right, Chris, uh, all those prizes available. Anything in particular you're looking for? Uh, no, I, I'm grateful that I got in and got through, man. I don't, I'm, I'm good. Awesome. We should have like a, um, a vacation to – Cancun with Melissa Stark. I, I would pick that one. <laughs> All right, Wes, open up the chest. Who we got? Chandler, you're going to read the prize? All right. Chandler, you're going to pull it out. Chan Man, what is Chris Hill winning today out of the Pirate Radio treasure chest? He, make sure I got one here. It's taking you a long time. Sorry. That's all right. Just want to make sure I got one. And I do. All right. And what you have, Chris, man, this is a good one. One $25 gift card to Christie's Euro Pub. You have a $25 gift card to the Dap House, a $25 gift card to the Sidebar, and a $25 gift card to the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop. Boom. Why win one thing when you can win four? Man. Sure. So hit up Christie's, hit up the Dap House, hit up the Sidebar, and uh, if you're having a holiday event uh, at the house this year, you can go and get you some beer at the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. Chris, thanks for uh, supporting us over the years, tuning in, and uh, congratulations, man. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Hope you all have a Merry Christmas. You too. Thank you, Chris. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Chris Hill, a winner today out of the Pirate Radio Treasure Chest. Let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. We will hear from Mike Green, uh, Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show. He'll join us on the other side. Tiger Woods is playing golf this weekend, if that tickles your fancy. We'll talk golf and football after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93-ethanol-free high-octane gas, which is the best for all you boat owners. Country Mart fueling you up with great great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Flip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Do you see Redbeard's mean message? on twitter Mm-mm. he said we should send chandler to chris for training good mm. god 
Man, well, that's I, rough. I know how to heal and use the bathroom properly, and <laughs> that's I, good. I think I listen pretty well. All right. I mean, if you tell me to sit, I sit. I think you're pretty darn obedient. I gotta say. All right. Uh, congratulations to Chris. Chad is upset. Oh, Mike uh, says he's been caller eleven twice. Oh man, that is so tough. Close. I'd rather get the busy signal than be caller eleven twice. Mm. That's uh, that's rough right there. But your time could come. Still a lot of prizes to give away inside the treasure chest this holiday season. All right, let's head out to the Pit Electric Live line now. We'll talk to Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show coming your way Saturday here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Cliff, how you doing today? Doing good, doing good. And uh, Greeny, we, uh, let's start with some golf today. I guess we got uh, some Tiger Woods uh, to watch this weekend. What's, uh, what's headlining the golf world this weekend? Yeah, you know, you know, me and the match uh, have not liked any iteration up until this point, but now we're going to get four good players, and of course, we all want to see uh, how Tiger's doing with his, uh, you know, foot injury, the plantar fasciitis, and see if he can uh, get around. He says he can hit all the golf shots, he just can't walk, so we'll see him the next couple weeks. Uh, tomorrow, under some lights, with Rory against uh, Spieth and Thomas, and then we'll get to see him with Charlie at the PNC, so couple weeks of tiger woods and long anticipated and we'll see how things go so super excited about that got that coming up greeny uh anything else to follow in the the golf world i guess uh i don't know is it kind of a relaxing time now until the the end of the year yeah you still got like the alfred dunhill over on the year on the dp world tour we got the qbe shootout which is a team event uh you got some ladies playing they're gonna go a uh, full mixed event next year for that event so that'll be a little bit maybe a little bit more to watch next year but yeah we're kind of in the uh, wrapping up the silly season right now um but some news breaking is that will zalatoris who's been out for a while with a bad back is looking to make his uh return at the uh tournament of champions so hopefully we'll get to see him coming back into form to kick off the new year in 2023 so that's another thing to look forward to Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show joining us. Greeny, it seemed like fantasy football became almost, you know, oversaturated and and very, very mainstream in the, the 2000s and on. And now the gambling uh, is kind of taking over that space. And uh, I know you said you were going to talk some gambling last week on the Golf Shop Radio Show. I saw a headline that said uh, on-site betting is uh, making its way onto the PGA Tour. So, golf uh getting into the gambling game not that it hasn't been already but now maybe more accessible and more uh part of the actual event so uh so how about this and and what about gambling in golf greeny how you know i guess it's always been there especially when you play with your buddies right so now uh it's uh it's becoming mainstream to everyone yeah i mean uh when i was playing on the weekend a lot with the with the guys uh you know you'd always do some kind of front front nine back nine overall some kind of uh skins game kind of thing we we played something called the animal game where if you three putted you got the snake if you hit it in the water you know you got the turtle or something like that and you hit it in the hit it in the sand you got the camel and whoever had the had the animal at the end of the game had to pay x number of dollars depending on how many times it changed hands so yeah there's always been a, a change of money going on in the game of golf uh, on the weekends and and with your buddies so it makes sense i mean heck at this point, would you rather drop 20 to try and win some money or $20 for a beer? 
or maybe you're dropping twenty on <laughs> the way that you know the, the prices have gone. But yeah, I mean, it makes it makes some sense to have on site, doesn't it? Mark Green, Elgin Golf Shop Radio Show, uh, joining us. You can check it out 8 to 10 a.m. Saturday here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, uh, your Clemson Tigers winners of the ACC. And finally, uh, maybe I've seen that changing of the guard at quarterback, Greeny. Uh, well, yeah, definitely. Since DJ entered the transfer portal, uh, we saw him take his last couple of possessions <laughs> during that championship game. So, I, again, just a strange dynamic. It's like, you know, Cade Klubnik comes in the game. And it just seems different. You know? yeah. I mean, like the first the first play he runs is like a triple option where he holds the ball out of Shipley's hand, he starts to run, and then he rifles one to somebody, and the guy picks up seven or eight yards. And it's just like everybody's excited all of a sudden. It's, it's just a interesting dynamic that it's had between the two quarterbacks coming in the game. Clemson will be playing in the Orange Bowl against Tennessee. It would be a lot more exciting, obviously, if Hendon Hooker was there. But uh, that will be a lot of orange in that stadium at the Orange Bowl coming up uh, when those two teams meet. Greeny, um, uh, speaking of bowls, let's uh, let's go 40 bowls in 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days, oh my goodness. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days. Rock 40 bowls, 14 days, 40 bowls, 14 days. 40 bowls, 14 days, 40 bowls, 14 days. And Greeny, your game today, uh, ask all the guests to pick a bowl game. And today you've got the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. What a showdown this will be on Tuesday, December 20th, 3.30 on ESPN. It'll be Eastern Michigan taking on San Jose State. Greeny, I imagine you don't have many ties to uh, to these two schools, but do you have a pick for us? Uh, who do you got between Eastern Michigan and San Jose State? Well, uh, they both have about the same offensive production. Um, it looks like that San Jose State might have a much more defense. Uh, so I think this is going to be one of those kind of fun bowl games, you would think, where this is an absolute shootout between teams that uh, – can put up some points and really don't do a whole lot of defending when it comes to points. So I think I'm, I don't know. I tend to know a little bit more about uh, Eastern Michigan and just have seen them and kind of noticed them a little bit more. And they did a little bit better in their conference. I'm going to go Eastern Michigan Eagles on this one. Good pick Greeny. He is in 40 bowls in 14 days. And uh, what else are you going to watch on TV on a Tuesday at three 30? So uh, that's coming up <laughs> on December 20th. Uh, Greeny, let's, uh, we'll wrap it up with some NFL talk, uh, new England, uh, coming off, uh, what a Thursday night loss. And then, uh, this week the Patriots are, Oh, Monday night football against the Cardinals. So, uh, Patriots are actually a slight road favorite here sitting at six and six, still fighting to make a playoff spot. What do you think about the Patriots here as we wind down the uh, regular season? I mean, it's kind of like watching Clemson. It's all going to come down to the offense. I mean, is the offense, uh, you know, throwing the ball downfield a little bit more. I mean, I, I think Matt Patricia has been coming under fire. 
Um, Matt Jones was a little uh, PO'd on the sideline uh, in the <laughs> Thursday night game. Just, you know, like, why are we doing this? Like, why are we not being more aggressive? It doesn't seem like that they've been allowing him to be aggressive for his first two years in the league. And when you look at the numbers of when he does go downfield, he has some pretty good success. So I don't understand. And to me, it almost like, is Bill Belichick on the hot seat because this offense is being run by somebody who's really a defensive guy and it shows. So, man, they gotta, they, they've got to win probably. you got to think they got to get to 10 wins, and I don't know if you can get full four wins out the rest of the season. It is must-win time. Uh, Monday night football, you can hear that one right here on Pirate Radio as they take on the Cardinals. Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. Greeny, what you got planned for Saturday, show? So uh, we'll mix in a little bit of everything. We got Bill Bender of the Sporting News. We'll probably talk college and pro football with him as well. We got John Lindert, who's the president of the PGA of America. So we'll see uh, what's in store for the PGA of America in 2023. I'll see if I can get him to tell me if there's any uh, new restrictions in trying to keep live guys out of the PGA Championship next year. I doubt it. <laughs> and then we're going to talk to uh, the writer-renowned Ron Green Jr. So lots to talk about on Saturday. Good stuff. Mark Greenheld's joining us today. Check him out and the crew, 8 to 10 a.m. Saturday right here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, thanks for your time today. Have a great weekend, great show tomorrow, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, thanks, Clip. Have a good one, too. Thanks, Mark Greenheld, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. Let's take a timeout, come back, we'll wrap up today's edition of PRL and send you off into your weekend. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. Did you miss the show on Pirate Radio? Did you happen to miss this show? You can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archive local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, getting ready to wrap it up here on a Friday, Wes. It has been an honor and privilege to have you here with us today. Glad to be here, sir. Filling in for Shirley Rhodes. What's on the menu tonight? What's for dinner? I'm going to have a stir fry. My wife is cooking it right now. Man. Can't beat that. No. Can't beat that with a stick. No way. Wes, uh, we'll see you around. Thanks, buddy. Yes, sir. Chandler, have a good weekend. All right. Y'all do the same. Good luck to your uh, Panthers this weekend. And I... We'll, we'll try to get a win for the Commanders as well. I'll be a big uh, Panthers fan coming up Sunday afternoon. We will see you Monday, 3 o'clock. Congratulations to Chris Hill. If you were unable to get in today, don't worry. we still got a lot of prizes left in the treasure chest. We'll open it back up Monday, 3 o'clock, right here on Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk to you then. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.